This is Bill Duke from Mandy and Predator, and you're listening to Without Your Head. Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by Lisa Langlois of Class of 1984, Happy Birthday to Me, Deadly Eyes, and a whole bunch of other movies. Very cool to have you here. Uh, nice to be here on the Station of Decapitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that term. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like it, too. <laughs> this, is, this has been a long time in the making, you mean, on the show. Yes, 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 it has been. Uh, there's been a few mishaps, and um, you know, uh, but we're, we're, we finally made it together. Yeah, it's a good way to kick off the new year. So, happy new year! Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Happy new year to you too. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, class in 1984. Uh, I was wondering, how close were you to the actual character? Were you into the punk scene or anything like that? I wasn't in the punk scene at all. I knew okay. nothing about the punk scene, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was it was all acting. Mm-hmm. So how did you get involved? What you know, what interested you about the character? Um, uh, what interested me about the character is that I wasn't playing the girl next door. Because <clears throat> sorry, I still have a cold here. Uh, historically, I'd always played the girl next door. The, the nice girl, so it, it was a real uh, turn for me to be able to uh, show that I could uh, play some, somebody who is who is diabolical uh, and 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 evil and violent. Mm-hmm. So was that fun to do? Oh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, 
yeah, evil characters are so much more fun than the girl next door. Yeah. So, so how how did you come about? How how did you uh, the makeup and the pink hair and uh, were those your choices or who? No, no, I was essentially the the, the hair was the choice of the, uh, of a, a Toronto hairdresser and 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 equally like the makeup, it was the choice of of um, the, the 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 makeup artist. And what's really interesting though is at the time punkers weren't wearing colors at all. They were just wearing black and white. So um, it was really uh, futuristic to have punks with, with, in colors. And um, the, there, there was a point, you'll see that I'm not in this scene, the slam dance you've seen it in the movie, because um, they actually used real punkers for um, <clears throat> the extras. And these punker girls came up to me and they said, you're not the real thing because, you know, I, I wasn't a punker. And also I was dressed so differently and made up so differently than, than punkers at the time. And they said, we're going to get you when you're alone. And so I was really afraid, actually. So I made sure yeah. that I was never alone. And I just thought they're going to get me actually during that dance sequence, you know, with that, that, that um, when yeah. teenage head was playing. And so, you know, you'll see that I'm nowhere to be seen there. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. yeah. So, uh, when the movie came out, did uh, did anyone um, anyone threaten you or anyone in the punk scene? Like, say, oh, hey, not, you know, no, not at, no. That's that's an interesting question because no, not mm-hmm. at all. In fact, um, you know, I I, I I get so many people uh, saying that they they just love my character. So mm-hmm. maybe once they saw the movie. Um, they they saw things differently. Yeah. I don't know. I just wonder where those girls are now today. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if you're out there, call, call in and let us know. But, yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you're out there, call in. <laughs> yeah. So did you yeah. uh, did you do well? Since they were, um, you said like they weren't really wearing those colors and everything at the time. What kind of stuff did you do to prepare to play the role? Uh, I just uh, imagined. You know, it's it's you know, acting is like cowboys and Indians. I mean, we're when we're children, we're all really great actors because we really believe what we're doing, and so I just really believed in what I was doing in terms of just, um, you know, acting out on uh, on on the teacher and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a great. I, it's a great I, mix I imagine I imagine having sorry. pleasure in, in in doing it. Yeah. And it comes yeah. through in the movie, yeah. And Thank it's a, you. It's I was a, really <laughs> exhausted by the end of the day, though. I mean, it was really an exhausting part, um, and and it was a lot of makeup to take off. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and actually, after the movie is over, we couldn't get those colors out of my hair, so I just had to let it grow out. And I look back now, and I think, why didn't I wear a wig? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's it's a great mix of uh, veteran actors and uh, and younger actors. It really um, is, and you know who knew at the time. I mean, it was it was just this low budget film at the time, and I actually thought it was very far fetched when I, I saw the scene where we were walking into the school and there was a metal detector, and you know here we are mm-hmm. today with with metal detectors in schools. Yeah. 
That's in, yeah. you know, it's interesting watching it now and as opposed to then, and uh, you know, it doesn't seem far fetched. What? No, no. How different the was the movie when you saw the finished movie? Yeah. Um, it was pretty much exactly like 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 the script. I mean, it was exactly like the script, but of course, you know, every with with the performances and and the people, you know, playing those characters, the actors and actresses playing the characters, it came off the page. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's so interesting that 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 scene where um, the teacher has a. Uh, uh, the gun in, in, in the class that so that really seemed far fetched at the time. And, you know, it, you know, it, it's, it's happened now, mm-hmm. you know, the scene where Roddy McDowell can't, yeah. can't just take it anymore. It's happened. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, we have a, a, a president who actually suggested that, you know, these things wouldn't happen. The shooting just did, you know, mm-hmm. the teachers just had guns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems, it seems crazy. Uh, yeah, it really yeah. does. Mm-hmm. So, what's it like to to work with Roddy McDowell? You know, legendary actor. Oh, you know, he's such a gentleman and such a a sweetheart. And you know, it was very scary for me to have that one scene with him because he's such a good actor. I thought, oh, am I going to be able to hold my own opposite him? So, and it it turned out, but it was one of the scenes I, I was really afraid of, and it's really the only scene where you see any vulnerability with that character with Patsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which tells yeah, you what fear will do to a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When, when you, uh, when you work with a, you know, a veteran actor, do you feel like, uh, you learn something? Does that make you a better actor? Oh yeah. Oh, de- de- definitely to, you know, I mean, and it and it continues every time I, I get to work with a veteran actor, I, I learn something. And also with kids, because you know you get reminded of, you know, the core of acting is is you know just being vulnerable and 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 believing what you're saying, and it comes so natural to, to children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so the did um, when you have like two groups of of young actors at the time where. Uh, the one group's like the punks and the kind of the villains of the movie. Then you have like the uh, like the straight kids. Uh, do you all get along offset, or do you find that you start to not necessarily not get along, but like you kind of stay with your group? No, we we totally mixed and got along, and um, you you just don't even see them as their characters, really. You don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, originally I w- I was offered the role of Erin Noble, the the nice girl, and. I, I, I didn't want to do it. And I said, please just, he says, yeah, but we see you as, you know, this character. And I said, I know, but I don't even have to open my mouth to play those kind of characters. Please let me try to do the other role. And so I, I came back and did the reading and, and they're very, they, they, that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you know, Michael J. Fox, before he, uh, he really took off, uh, what was he like? Oh, he was, um, <laughs> you know, he, he already lived in LA and, you know, some of his, uh-huh. lived, you know, lived in Toronto. So he, he was already like the LA actor, but it was really funny because, you know, he really smoked and drank a lot because I, you know, <laughs> chain smoking and drinking a lot of beer. And I, I never knew whether he wanted to do that or was just really trying to put mileage on himself because, you know, for his age, he, he just looks so young and innocent. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. Uh, were, yeah. Were you were you a were you a drink or anything at the time? No, I wasn't. Uh, but you know, I mean, you know, I I think that they were staying at the King Edward Hotel, and uh, and and I just I just remember thinking, is he re- is he doing this because he wants to? That he likes to smoke and drink, or that he has to? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Did you stay in touch yeah. with any of the cast members? Uh, yeah, I stay in touch with uh, uh, Joe Kell, you know, the, the guy who walks up the, uh, the um, not walks up, climbs up the, the flagpole. Um, actually, I became more friends with him because he was in Deadly Eyes as well. And then, you know, uh, I, I became closer to him once he moved to Los Angeles. And I've stayed in touch with, um, just, just later on once Facebook came out with... Um, Oh God! Uh, drugstore. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Stefan. Stefan Arngrim. And okay. I recently just just uh, since I moved back to Toronto, I saw um, Neil Clifford, who is this amazing sculptor now. But mostly because everybody, no one really had a good time on that film. It was really bad conditions for uh, on a lot of levels. It was like coming from a dysfunctional family where you just don't want to see people anymore because, you know, it, it brings back these memories. And I saw Perry King at an autograph show and, and that was really great. He, he, he was always so nice. I mean, everybody on that, on that shoot was really, really nice. Yeah. So what was, All what the were actors. the bad conditions? What were the bad conditions? Were the, the people making the movie or just where you're filming it? Uh, yeah, the people making the movie, um, you know, the extras weren't being treated very well. Um, it wasn't, there were, there were safety issues with, with inexperienced people uh, uh, and, and, and stunts. Um, there, you know, the actors, I don't know about the Screen Actors Guild members, but the Canadian actors, like we never got paid for the television or the, or the VHS or the, uh, you know, cable release on the film. Um, so it's just, and there were, there was, you know, some exploitation of actors in terms of nudity as well. And, um, so those, those, I'd, I'd never experienced any of that before. Yeah. So how does that make you feel about the movie, you know, at the time, and does your feeling I, of the movie really change angry. over time? I, 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 I was really, really angry about the film and really didn't want anything to do with the film uh, until I just realized that, you know, they're, the, the fans are innocents. And mm-hmm. I just decided to be on the fan side and have a good time with the fans. And yeah. mostly that came about with Facebook because, you know, then, then there was a dialogue like people were contacting me and, um, one of my favorites is this fan saying whenever she has a bad day, she just takes out her inner Patsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 you know, that's going to make you feel good. I assume, obviously, if yeah, uh, it, someone, yeah, it, you know, it's it really connected to her. Yeah. 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 So it, a lot of times too, you, as an actress, you don't end up, you know, mostly films that's changing now, but the, Especially back in the day, film like I used to always maybe be the only you know woman you know on and and so you, you you'll see the 
the male actors bond and stay in touch after a film is over, but you don't because you're, you've never been a part of that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, along those lines, you said there was some exploitation on, um, on nudity in the movie and uh, obviously me too, me too movement now uh, was, do you have any experience in anything like that uh, in any of the films you made? Oh, yeah. You know, they're constantly, and it never goes away, asking you to take your clothes off and trying to misrepresent the situation. And it's um, just, it's it's never over. You think it's going to be over as you get older, and, and, and it isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm happy that we're, the, the, the Me Too movement happened, and uh, there, there there's been progress. Do you feel things have changed, then? Um, I, I think things have changed in terms of people will think twice before they, uh, do the, um, you know, the, the power plays on the women because of what's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, for the men oh, too, it's happened to a lot of men too, you know, power mm-hmm. plays. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, not that, not that one's easier or harder, but uh, I think you know sometimes it'd be harder for a man to, to come out about it because people perceive exactly. them differently. It, it, exactly, and I'm, I'm sure it's happened just as much. But they, you know, they're it's an uneven playing field still for for men to come out. I mean, how how hard that must have been for that actor to come out against Kevin Spacey. Because he's an actor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw an interview. I forget the the actor's name. He's a guy who played. Um, he's a pretty big actor, and I played Punisher in the uh, on the Netflix series. And he said that uh, he himself witnessed a lot of that behavior from Kevin Spacey on move and something they worked together on. And he, you know, he even said that if that would have been reversed, and he saw someone acting like that to a to a young lady, he probably would have, you know, hit hit him. Or something, but you know, since it was to a young guy, he said, you know, he didn't say it was right to think it was different, but uh, you know, looking back at, it, he said, you know, he didn't really do anything about it. It was interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of people now looking back saying they should have done something in a lot of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there, there were times where I would, I, I, I'd heard of stories. I mean, I, you know, I, I'd or. 10 years before it happened, I, I heard about Bill Cosby. And uh, he, I remember when pe- sitting there and hearing somebody telling a story, and I just thought, well, why is anybody doing something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I guess uh, and part of it is, you know, people uh, feared of uh, losing their job or not getting big roles. They're, yes, they're afraid of losing their jobs or not getting roles, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when you got online, uh, did you before that? Did you know that like uh, a lot of your movies uh, from the eighties had a following, or was it when you got online? I did not know. I, I I I did not know, and it's been so delightful and and fun, and and it continues to be a lot of fun, and it's so interesting because you know I had and have worked with legendary directors and, you know, directors that people study in film school. And yet it's the horror movies from the eighties where I get all the acclaim. Uh-huh. 
Why do you think that is? Because I like I know like I like to watch old Cisco and Eberts, and it's interesting because there's movies that were would be up for like Academy Awards, and like they get forgotten over time. But a lot of like uh, cult horror movies, you know, stay around forever. I know, I know, I know. Um, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think is is it a an age thing though too, where um, at, you know you're. I mean, I, I used to remember like it, loving all those horror movies myself. In fact, going to the drive-in and seeing them it was a yeah, lot of fun. Right. Yeah, and now that I'm older, though, I'm not really watching them, and I am looking at all those Roger Ebert, you know, classic ones, like saying, "Oh, okay, uh, let's 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 watch uh, Coming Home now," or you know, The Last Detail, or um, and I don't, I'm not predisposed now to watch those, those horror movies, and I wonder whether it's an age thing or or not. So, I mean, I, I hope it continues with all these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. It's, it's even, um, cause I'm, I assume, assume a lot of the fans are probably people that weren't even uh, born yet when like some of the movies came out that's, or that's were very young. So, um, that's yeah. what's so amazing and interesting. Yeah. And I think to myself, how do they, how do they find these movies? Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, uh, this class in 1984, does it have like a, I should look this up myself before, but does it have like a special like Blu-ray or anything like that was like uh, restored? Yeah, it came out as, as a blue, Blu-ray, uh, a special Blu-ray edition. I think it came out from Shout House about three years ago for their Summer of Fear special. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. what 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 kind of movies did you watch like uh, that one wanted made you want to become an actor? Um, you know, I I I wanted to be Jodie Foster, <laughs> and I, I I ended up working for Claude Chabrol, and he'd always it was actually because she turned the part down because she was booked on something else that I got the opportunity to do my first film. You know, and she spoke French, and she finished off her degree. And you know, I I've always wished that I and hoped that I I would meet her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and over the years, my tastes in films have changed. Of course, mm-hmm. like I said, I, you know, when I when I was a teenager, I just loved the Charles Bronson movies and all the horror movies and Clint Eastwood movies. Uh-huh. And then you know, I I moved on to. Um, you know, art house pictures, which I, I and, and European pictures, which I, I pretty much still still like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I watched Roma last night. Oh, how was it? It it, it it's shot in black and white, and it's a story, mm-hmm. and it's it's not an action film, and it's not paced quickly, and the performances are amazing. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they say it's the one that's going to win the Academy Award this year. I, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't, I can't all of them, so I can't say sure. yet. But uh, mm-hmm. I, it, it certainly is a, a different film to come along in a long time for an Oscar consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, you mentioned Eastwood. I just I saw the Mule a couple of weeks ago at the theater, and I thought it was great. Did you get to see it? I haven't seen the Mule. No, no. It well, looks really good though. Movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It, it that's someone that's uh, very interesting because you could track his 
whole career through his whole like life throughout movies from very very young to incredible career yeah. incredible you know acting it, in in directing yeah yeah i was gonna say that he directed yeah. of, of, you know of course there's movies that i saw as a teenager that are still my favorites like the godfather i remember mm-hmm. when it first came out and I think 1972 or something. No, it had to be later than that. And uh, I I could still watch it over and over again. Uh, I, I can too. Uh, Godfather 1 and 2 and uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. Even though it's a horror show, those are probably my favorite movies. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas, yeah. And, and yeah. Um, Ray Liotta was my acting partner at the time, and I remember oh, really? him getting cast in the movie. And what happened was... You know, he had gone into, like, Melanie Griffith was in, in our class, too, and along with Steve mm-hmm. Bauer, they were a couple then. And um, I, she, for something, he, he, he went into Reed. She got him an audition for something wild. And uh, the casting director vetoed him, so he didn't get to read for the director, saying that uh, he wasn't right for the part and he wasn't a very good actor. <laughs> And so Melanie found out about that and she called the director and told him and Ray went back in and, you know, he got the part. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember him getting uh, Goodfellas. And Mm -hmm. again, what happened was it it just tells you that it's not enough to be a good actor and have a good agent. Sometimes there's, there's serendipity there a lot of times, like, like I said, with, um, that with Melanie Griffith, but how he got, um, Goodfellas, again, you know, they didn't think he was right for the role, and he was at Cannes, and um, Scorsese uh, was at uh, at a table with some people, and and um, he went to approach him, and somebody, um, would, you know, tried to stop Ray, and instead of Ray turning on him and getting angry like you would think because of something wild he was gentle and that's when Scorsese thought that's what I want I want this guy that can be both mm-hmm. and he got the part yeah this is a tremendous movie I had the, I had the actual Henry Hill on the show uh, years ago that was very interesting how did you get <laughs> the, the, you know the Christie plays uh, I just asked him to do it and he came on which is uh, it was pretty wild that uh, is pretty wild I thought he was yeah. in the witness protection program <laughs> I think he he well, he was, but then I think he just kind of later later in life he just you know uh, kind of abandoned that. But I remember not that long before I had him on, someone blew up his um, his restaurant. I didn't even know he had a restaurant. Yeah, it was. I'm not sure where either New York or somewhere in New England maybe, but yeah, that someone. I think some people thought he blew it up for the insurance money, but not <laughs> yeah, right. that's funny, but. I, I, I'm just surprised he's alive. Because, well, he isn't anymore. Know, this was, he died a few years ago, but I think he died oh, I didn't not too that. long after I had him on the show. Yeah. Well, I'm surviving. Was... You know, I, I, usually, you know, my impression from, you know, the history of people involved with the mob is that they, they right. never forget and eventually mm-hmm. they get you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting interview. And, uh, the book's great, too, if you never read the, the book that Goodfellas is based on. Oh, that sounds I, I, that actually sounds like a good gift to get my son. He uh, he loves Goodfellas. 
as yeah. well. He's 18 yeah. now, but uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just love Scorsese films because they're they're almost like going to a rock concert because of the big music and 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 mm-hmm. the, the camera moving. And you know, I, I liked Casino too for the same. Reason. I love Casino too. I know some people. Uh, I'm not sure why they don't like it. I think they say it's too much like uh, Goodfellas. You know, I think it's a totally different movie, just that it happens about you know the mafia. But uh, I think it's a, a great movie. I think it's a great movie too. I mean, I, I can see how they they they, they think it's uh, similar with uh, Joe Pesci, um, mm-hmm. and and the same kind of violence and everything else. But um, yeah. I also like. Um, you know, uh, the Wolves of Wall Street, I thought was great too. Same thing, kind of like big concert movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like uh, both. Mention about the music, both Goodfellas and um, and Casino. I like the use of the music to show the different uh, eras that you're in. You know, they're using. Oh, I love that. Sixties yeah. and seventies. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, without just great. telling you, this is whatever year it is. Right. Right. And. Uh, I'm really looking forward to The Irishman, which is, he's making that for Netflix, which is pretty wild to think that, uh, uh, you know, he'd be making a movie for Netflix, not for the theater. And it's got De Niro and uh, Pesci's coming back and Al Pacino. I was like, wow, this oh, is really? like must-see movie. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah, well, this this movie, Roma, if it went to Academy Award, it's going to be a real turn to the Academy because it's it's not a feature film. It was made for Netflix. So, I mean, it's amazing what Netflix has, has done. Yeah. That's uh, interesting too. Cause I think the idea of like a movie can't be up for Academy award if it wasn't theatrically re- released. I think that made sense, you know, back in the day, but I think it's a different, uh, different world now. And that kind of uh, thinking is kind of uh, like, like uh, backwards. Well, I, I can understand their position because seeing things on the big screen, you mm-hmm. notice things that you don't see on the small screen in terms of, you know, lighting and costume mm-hmm. and even acting, mm-hmm. you know, the, the nuances. I mean, uh, in, 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 in an actor, um, you can see so much more um, on the big screen mm-hmm. than you can on, on a television screen. Yeah, I'd agree. That that's definitely my preferred method to see a movie. I, and like sound some as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're really immersed in the movie, and there's no... It's up there. You can't really escape from it. You can't go on your phone or something. It's there in front of you. Right. Like on the big screen, you see different. And and the music, but you feel also, it in the theater. Uh, yeah, but and also, the, but you can really, um, in terms of voting, I, I really feel uh, discern uh, quality and artistry when it's on the big screen in terms of sound and visuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm lucky to have some uh, theaters in Boston, uh, not far from me where I can go, they show, you know, art house movies and they also show, uh, a lot of older movies. And even if I've seen them a bunch of times, uh, it's a totally different experience to see a movie you know, from the seventies or the eighties on the big screen. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. I just recently, um, Went to see, and, and I'm not. You know, when we talk about our, our, you know, changes in taste, I can remember a time where I loved musicals, and now I'm not such mm-hmm. a big fan of them. But I went to see My Fair Lady on the big screen, and it was mm-hmm. phenomenal. And it, it just wouldn't have had the same effect had I seen it on on television. 
Yeah. Yeah. I saw, it's a horror musical, but uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, this came out recently, and uh, it's it's a really strange because it's like traditional musical, but it's also a zombie horror movie, and it, it mm-hmm. in like a in like a school, and it, but it totally works. It works as a horror movie and a musical. And I, I really I really like it. I would recommend it. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So. so yeah. See, uh, happy birthday remember. to me. I, I can read. Okay, let's talk about. I was going to say, <laughs> oh, yeah. I can really yeah, remember liking A Star Is Born, uh-huh. the the Barbara Streisand one, uh, and now this one comes out, and I look back, and the Star Is Born one from with Barbara Streisand seems so dated, mm-hmm. and I I really like the James Mason one with Judy Garland, and I just and um, but of course completely different because he's not a rock and roll singer and he's not you know he doesn't arrive on the scene to botch like Chris Christopherson and Bradley Cooper do and then um, also of all of them you know really Judy Garland is the best actress um, and but I haven't seen that the the one before prior to that that I think was made in the, the 30s I mean there, there's four Okay. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the new one yet either. I've uh, oh, okay. I heard so it's great. Really discuss it. it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, th- I think that is it really good or is it just new for people because they haven't seen the other one? <laughs> that's yeah. That's very. That could be true. Uh, yeah. I was at a I was at a film festival in Buffalo uh, a few months ago, and I heard the ending song many times because it was in a when I'd come out of the the festival. You know, watch some weird movie, and I come out, and, they, and then you would hear the the uh, Stars Born ending in the theater next to it. So I kept hearing the ending uh-huh. song, but I've not actually seen the movie. Yeah. What what film festival is that in Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. It's a very long title, but yeah. And and what kind of films? Um, like genre movies, like horror movies. Well, it wasn't just all horror movies. It was actually they did have a musical there. Um, Tommy vs. the Silver Sea Dragon, I think is the name of it. Which, it's not about mm-hmm. a sea dragon, but it's a very good movie. Um, but it's mostly like weirder stuff. So either horror, sci-fi, exploitation kind of stuff. Um, just uh, weird underground stuff. It was it was a good time. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Then we actually drove up to Toronto, uh, my friend and I, when we were in Buffalo. My first time going to Toronto. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a teenager, we, like, you know, I, I went to school in Hamilton, which is, you, you drive through there to get to Toronto, and we used to always drive down to Buffalo. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was cool. I, I, I did notice uh, that it smells, there's a lot of weed in uh, in Toronto now. I guess they just legalized oh, <laughs> everywhere. Get, it was I very, know. Very, I know. Uh, can you get over it? I know. I know. Yeah. And it, for me, it's like cigarettes. I just want to smell fresh air. I, you know, I'm, I'm not yeah, opposed I hate the smell. to it. I just want right. to smell fresh air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't mind if some. Yeah, I don't mind at all. I think it, it should be legal and everything. But it's everywhere you went. It was just even the hotel, and it's no smoke in the hotel. But the, oh god, the hotel just reeked of. Uh, of to me, it kind of smells like body odor. And I was like, oh, it does. Really well, it kind of like, smells like a skunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to, I didn't really want to smell it. It was funny when you're leaving, they, there were signs everywhere on the highway, like, you know, you can't, you know, don't bring your cannabis across the, across the line. Don't bring it to, you know, across the, uh, the border and, you know, leave it where yeah, you are. And I don't think no. you can bring, I don't think you can bring it in either because, um, when I fly back from Los Angeles all the time, when I, 
uh, do my, they have these machines now where you do your customs and it asks you the question, are you bringing in any ca- cannabis? So I don't think you can bring it in. Yeah. Hmm. It's like fireworks. So, a lot of, yeah. 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 Fireworks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, happy birthday to me. When you made like, uh, when you make happy birthday to me, were slashers, was that a term that people were using yet? No, no. And, and it kind of came out on the heels of um, the Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Was it Terror Train? Okay, yeah, yeah. Was that her? Yeah, yeah. That was the big hit. And then after mm-hmm. that, with our movie, then everything was a teen slasher movie. Mm-hmm. So, so when, uh, how did you get involved in, in the happy birthday to me? Oh, um, I just got called in to meet with Jilly Thompson and like all great directors that for who I've, I've worked, they, they, they already know you can act. And so they don't have you read a hundred thousand times. They just mm-hmm. talk to you and they see that you're, that you're right for the part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you, I was originally uh, like you said, gonna you know, be, yeah, I, on, I was originally gonna be playing the Tracy Bregman role, mm-hmm. um, and then Tracy uh, came on the scene, and she was more established than me because she was on an American soap opera, and mm-hmm. so she got the part, and I got the other part. Mm-hmm. So yeah. was is that was that a fun movie to make? Oh, I had so much fun. the The cast was so much fun and up to then I'd never done uh, a movie with people my age I was always playing the daughter so that was a lot of fun <laughs> and I still am in touch with a, a lot of those people oh wow yeah. that's very cool yeah yeah. we mm-hmm. just had kind of a mini reunion in Toronto uh, back in October uh, and they had a screening of it because a lot, a lot of the, the actors now have moved back to Toronto Mm-hmm. When when you watch a movie like that or any of your movies that you made, do you watch them as like the film itself, or is, is it more like the memories of of making it? Uh both, both. Like you can't. You want. I want to watch it like the movie, and and I want to watch mm-hmm. it critically. But I, I can't help but, you know, see it that you know that um, memories come back. But one of the things though that I have noticed in watching those films now is the pace is slow. I mean, we're, we're, we're so mm-hmm. used to it because of MTV, a, a faster pace. So it's, yeah. they seem slow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, yeah. Do you, do you, do you personally still like that pace in a movie or? Uh, when it's right. I, I mm-hmm. like, for example, Roma was right, but these movies now, I, I would like to see them re-edited. <laughs> the, the horror right. movies, I would like to see yeah. them re-edited. Like, yeah. like, the, like a 40-minute version, speed up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, speed it up a little bit, yeah. yeah. So uh, when you're making a horror movie with like death scenes and everything, when you're filming uh, you know, the violent scenes, what's, what's like the vibe on the set? Are they, the witch scenes? Uh, something that's violent, like a violent scene. Oh, violent. Um, yeah. It, it is a little more tense and people are quiet, and I, but I think it's not that they're violent. It's, you know, because there's special effects. Uh, you have to get it right. And suddenly there are people on the, on, on the set that 
aren't there normally because they're, you know, the special effects people aren't there all the time. So it brings on new people that kind of are, are like outsiders. And they're, I find the special effects people um, always very um, focused and quiet. And everybody uh, on the set seems to stop and watch what they're doing because it's not everyday stuff it's, that they're setting up. Uh, are uh, um, are there special effect scenes? Of, are they tedious? You know, what's the experience like when when you have to do something like that? Um, yeah, they're 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 tedious, but you don't not in an onerous way that you're not enjoying mm-hmm. yourself. It's just sure. things don't certainly don't move as quickly. Mm-hmm. So you notice, yeah, yeah. When you're in a movie like that uh, with a lot of other young actors. Uh, any other, any crushes or romances like, uh, off the set? Yeah, they're like school trips. There were uh-huh. romances happening all over the place that wouldn't normally happen. But, you know, it's because you're, you know, there's that expression, I'm not in love on my location. I mean, you're <laughs> all put together and it's not the real world. You're being, you're, you know, living in a hotel, you're eating out every night at a restaurant because you're given per diem and you're with mm-hmm. people that you're, all have something in common that you really care about. So yeah, all these romances happen all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said about you know, flying back and forth from LA. What what are the differences between uh, movies or TV made in, in Toronto and Canada and LA? Um, Los Angeles, it's generations of people that are in the film business, like their fathers and their father's fathers. And, um, so it's 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 very very much like an industry like you know uh you know instead of Pittsburgh and Hamilton like the steel industry that's the movie industry um and it, it is an industry and people live there and go to work there whereas in Toronto it's just in the last 10 years getting to be where people live there and they get up and they go to work there um but we're certainly not second generation yet of people working in the film industry like it is in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What was it? And there, there's so much bigger in, money. Uh-huh. There's, there's in so LA. more money at stake in, on, in LA than there is here. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they don't shoot big budget films here, but um, like television it has so much more, they have so much more money to, to shoot television there. And, um, you know, the, the big action movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how did you get into acting? Was it hard to get into acting in, uh, in Canada um, at the time? Well, it certainly wasn't something people thought about because there really wasn't a film industry when I used to think as a kid that I wanted to be an actor. But um, I was actually going to go to school to become a journalist. And I, I had been accepted at the Ryerson School of Journalism, but I needed a way to pay my way through, you know, university. And so, um, I had a dance teacher who said, you should do, um, commercials. Her name was Marlene York. And I said, how do you do that? And she said, Oh, you get your pictures and you just, you know, send them in to agencies in Toronto. And I knew this photographer that, you know, cause I, as a teenager, I'd get other student photographers who would ask to photograph me because they had to practice. And so I had photographs and, I had this photographer, student photographer, submit them to some 
agencies in Toronto. And the first agency that took me on, um, it, it was kind of like a Broadway Danny Rose situation where I, it, it wasn't a very nice building and, you know, walked in, it was disorganized and the person wasn't very nice to me. And I never got an audition like in six months. And then I got a call from the character's talent agency and I met this junior agent, Ron Leach, who's a big casting director now in Canada. And um, he took me on and he really knew how to market me and he really knew my type. And I booked about eight national commercials in six months. I mean, I, I had the look that was in style then. I mean, I, it was a real, what they call a Procter and Gamble look, whereas now they, they, they're going for more diversity and ethnic and, you know, not that girl next door Procter and, Procter and Gamble look that, that I had and, and have as somebody who plays a mom. But that's how I got started. Mm-hmm. So uh, what kind of stuff uh, have you been uh, doing recently? Um, actually I, I took a year off this year because I, I had a brother dying of pancreatic cancer and I, I wanted to be with him for his end. Thank you. His end of life journey. And the year before that, I, uh, took another year off because, uh, Moses Neimer asked me to produce his 2017 idea city, which are the Ted talks of Canada. And I, I just loved it. It was actually the first time I, did something other than acting that I thought, you know, I don't, if I did this forever, I wouldn't miss acting, but it was Mm -hmm. just a maternity leave. So, um, it was just for the year. So now, um, as of this month, I'm looking for my next gig. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Does anyone, uh, when, when you do like, uh, either a festival or a convention about the horror movies or even people online, does, any like um, young directors or, you know, do they ever offer you something to be in like their, their new horror movie? Well, I wish they would. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish they would. I, I just, for the first time in years had someone uh, about a, a couple of weeks ago and I just, I haven't read the script yet. Uh, send me one, but um, yeah. And I'd like to put it out there because I, I really like to support young filmmakers. And I'd, I'd even do shorts because uh, I, I love shorts. They're so interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, just, I just really want to support any artist in, in what they have to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just started doing the festivals last year, about a year ago, actually. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Boston Underground Film Festival was the first one I went to because it was local. And uh, I noticed shorts are, like, very popular on, on the festivals. And I think some of it is, too, it with uh with the internet with youtube and things uh this place is they can be seen easier than than before yeah it does seem it like like with youtube yeah i've never been to boston i've always wanted to go i like boston it's very nice yeah yeah are you are you have were you born there i'm i'm on the cape cape cod so i'm like an hour from boston but i go up there a lot mm-hmm. i was born oh, in the nice. cape oh nice i've never been there either i hear it's wonderful okay it is very nice. A lot of good seafood. Yeah, love seafood. <laughs> right. Now, I joke they can go outside and shake a tree, and lobsters will fall out. But <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not quite that like that, but you know, it's good. Yeah, Boston's a good place. Uh, if I go back to Toronto sometime, uh, uh, what are some of the things I should see, or places I should eat? Uh, places you should eat? Yeah. Oh man, this is 
like the, the city of it's the largest city of the capital of next to the capital of that country. Like it's the largest Greek town in the world next to Athens, the largest Italian city in the world next to, to, to Rome. So, you know, God, there's, there's, there's a little India. There's so whatever kind of food you want, like Spanish, mm-hmm. um, you know, Greek, Italian, uh, Indian, you, you name it. This, this is a very metropolitan, very, um, 51% of Toronto is, is our, our immigrants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's similar to Boston, you know, Boston, you can get all different, you know, whatever you're looking for, uh, where I am, it's really? mostly kind of either pubs or Italian, like either mm-hmm. like Irish pubs or Italian here on the Cape. But yeah, up in Boston, it's very, very diverse. You can get, uh, any kind of food you like. Not nice. so much. Yeah. Nice. So, well, my last exposure to seeing Boston, of course, was seeing the you know the Whitey Bulger movie. Uh huh. I, I wasn't too thrilled with. What, what did you think of the movie? Um. Yeah, I, I, I had problems with it, but uh, I found it uh, interesting to know about it, and yeah. I didn't when I lived in Santa Monica. You know where he lived wasn't too far away, so that was pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I probably I probably should say this on the show, but after I went to see the movie, I took a, I was taking an Uber uh, uh, back to the house, and uh, the driver when I he's like, "Hey, what did you do? Whatever." And I told him I went to see the movie, and he started going off, and he's like, "Oh, everybody knows that uh, that girl that he killed, like in the in the house," and he started going on about it. Like, I guess he knew Whitey Bulger, the people, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, um, this is no, wow. that's kind of scary," but yeah. Yeah, but kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He he met his maker in in uh, you know uh, in prison. Boy, mm. yeah. There's um, the documentary. I think was was better, but uh, the movie's all right. But it was. Oh, I like to see the documentary. I didn't know there was a documentary. Yeah, it, w- it used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is or not. It was probably a couple of years ago. So it might still be up there. But I, I recommend the, the documentary. I, I, the- I, I really I really like the Quincy Jones documentary this year. Did you see that? I haven't. But I actually heard that. Oh, good. it's I'm, really I'm a, good. And I, you know, I, would, I work with Quincy, and they, they really caught his essence. I really, mm-hmm. really liked it. And the other movie, the other documentary that I thought was coming out this year, but I haven't seen it anywhere, um, it's a Hal Ashby documentary. Mm, nice. Not either. Uh, I like the Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh, I've wanted to see that. I haven't gotten around to see it. Yeah. It's very, very emotional. Oh, good. That's. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm here to talk about the station of decapitation. I still have an emotional <laughs> side. I got to tear it up watching that. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Oh, yes. Mr. Rogers and the Station of Decapitation. There's, there's <laughs> the combination. <laughs> right. So it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, it was great. I, I definitely recommend that one. Uh, how okay. about uh, Deadly Eyes? What, what were some of the, the rat scenes like in Deadly Eyes? Um, well, it was qu- quite funny. That, I mean, they had to shoot the the rats in in obscurity in in darkness because um rats kind of they're rodents and they kind of you know crawl along you know um skulk along and you know dogs which 
these were Dachshunds dressed up as rats, you know, they, they, they kind of gallop or they, you know, they run. So they have a different movement. So they had to, you know, and moreover, you know, you put a, a mask on a dog and it'll keep shaking its head to, to get it off. So they had that problem. And one of the dogs had a heart attack and died. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. But it, it was really was the film. It was the only like this is how small the film industry was then. It was the mm-hmm. only film being shot in Canada at the time, and it was January, and you know, really low budget film. And I thought, you know, it's really time to go. It's the only film being shot in Canada, and it's about you know rats and its dogs dressed up in rat costumes. But mm-hmm. it's it's really well done when you watch it. I mean, I, I was surprised. When, when I saw it and um, I, I didn't know at the time that um, the director had done Enter the Dragon and oh. you know I, I I didn't make the connection when I saw the movie and the marquee saying you know, Enter the Dragon that um, it was the same director but he he was definitely great to work with and and you know looking back I'm I'm, I'm not surprised because he had all the elements of the legendary directors that I had worked with, meaning that they, they, they know exactly what they want and they're editing in their, their heads and they pay attention to detail. And yeah, um, that it, it was great. And, you know, the casting was good and the act, the performances were great. And mm-hmm. it turns out that the, the writer producer, you know, he ended up being a very, you know, um, prolific and successful writer, um, Charles Egley, who um, was the writer of the, of the series The Shield, and um, oh, wow. looking at the oh, movie now, I see oh. how how well it's written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the best series, in my, my opinion. The Shield, I love The Shield. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah. so you mentioned earlier about. Uh, People contacting you if uh, if they would like you uh, in their movie, young directors. How would they go about yeah. doing that? Um, what they can do is just message me on um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest way. Facebook's yeah. really changed a lot of things. Everyone can, it uh, c- you know, It certainly has. Mm-hmm. It certainly I re- has. I remember when uh, uh, I've been on the show since 2005. And uh, one of the listeners really? of the show, yeah, wow. he was like, oh, there's this new thing, Facebook. You, you should join it. And I was like, eh. <laughs> and he's like, well, he's like, do you mind if I make a without your head page? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, you know. <laughs> I know. I remember before Facebook, I remember somebody telling me that she was on Friendster to join Friendster. <laughs> and, uh-huh. it, and I don't know why Friendster didn't become Facebook, because it really was Facebook. And But I kept thinking... Well, why wouldn't you just email the person or you know pick up the phone? Why would we, you know? I, I didn't get and then and then at and then after Friendster there was MySpace. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first more like one. People I joined. for the music industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still have it there, but I, I can't figure out how to log into it. It's probably nothing. Uh, that's probably no one there following anything, but I know. I wonder you know, if there's anybody the there. Thing. I know. Yeah. I have no idea either how to get in, nor do I think about getting in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't, in, I didn't for fact, a long time. In fact, I've been really lax about my 
professional, like when you say, you say, how do you reach you to mm-hmm. you can just messenger me? That's actually my personal page because I, I seem to not get around to, you know, updating my professional page. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. I can understand that. It's, you know, it's more personal, I guess, on your, on your regular page. Well, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It just seems so narcissistic to <laughs> right. take care of your, you know, professional page. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why. And it, uh, not as much I don't fun. like to use the. Yeah, I don't even like to use the word fan. That's why I said listener yeah. earlier because I always feel like who am I to have a fan or anything? But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Well, it's been uh, it's hey, been so a lot when of you fun. when you when you come up oh. to Toronto, I'll I'll take you to All some right. restaurants. Yeah. All right, that sounds I'm very good. I have I'm a foodie. I'm a, I'm a, oh, good. I'm a big foodie. Big foodie. I am as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have I, I have it recorded here, so who, can't I don't <laughs> I don't trust people who 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 don't like eating. Uh, I would agree 100 percent with that. I know my uh, my webmaster, he's in England. I went to England for for the first time this year too, and I was asking nice. where to go and eat. It's like. He's like, oh, I don't know. I just, uh, I just eat a burger once in a while. I was like, he's, like, <laughs> I was like, he told me he'd never been to a restaurant, and I was like, I can't Ooh, believe it. Wow. You're like 38 years old and you've never been to a restaurant. I, but oh, I just you know. love it. Yeah, that's one of the things I like doing on location is 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 going out to a different restaurant every night. I also grew up in a restaurant. My mother made everything from scratch, so, mm. I, and I, I just, I just like eating with people. It's just I love the. The, the the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, if I go to a festival or a convention, uh, part of the fun of that is to explore around wherever I am because I might not be there again. And I uh, go and it doesn't even have to be like fancy food. It could be uh, inexpensive stuff, but it's something I can't get where I am. So I like to try. That's it right. That's right. Yeah. And I, I love finding hole in the walls too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were in England, I really like Soho because it was. There's a lot of just, you know, weird little places here and there. And uh, I went to uh, some, like, really old uh, bars uh, that were recommended to me. Some people lived there. And one was, uh, like, built in the 1600s. And downstairs was, like, this cavern that was carved. And it was amazing. Really very wild. Yeah. It's amazing. Really cool it's, it's, so, it's so amazing that, you know, these, these places in Europe, they're so old, and we think something that's a hundred years old here is, is old. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, and I remember after when I came back, my brother was like, "Oh, did you see like you know all these like regular tourist things?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Well, what the hell did you even what the hell did you even look at?" I was like, "Oh, we went to these weird bars that were built underground. It was cooler to me than seeing just you know the run of mill things." And you know, you see how how short that the doors are. How, yes. how low they are and how, how narrow they are. Uh-huh. People were so much smaller. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was a time I was happy to be very short. I'm five foot five. And when we were down in the, uh, <laughs> yeah, in like no the cavern, kidding. I was fine. Yeah. I could walk around, but my friend who's not even that tall, but he had to, you know, like stoop over so he didn't bang his head on the wall. Wow. Wow. Or the ceiling. I guess. Wow. Yeah. So what are the movies that you can watch over and over again? Mm. Um, well, definitely, uh, like I said, Godfather. Godfather 1 and 2, they're kind of interchangeable to me. Uh, Goodfellas, definitely up there. Taxi Driver. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, that's that's going to be one of my favorites, too, Taxi Driver. That's an amazing movie. Yeah. Uh, 
Right. You know, actually, I saw that recently, within like the last four years or so, at the in the theater. It seems slower now too. Don't you find? Don't you find? Yeah, that I think so. Now too. Yeah. I th- yeah, definitely. But it works for me. I especially in the big screen. There's something about. Oh yeah. I, I really like watching the movie on the big screen. You can just kind of sit there and get into it. But yeah, that's yeah. that's a great movie. Um, I love the I love the Universal monster movies, the Frankenstein. Oh yeah. Uh, Psycho, I like a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm. Uh, Creep Show, I like Creep Show, an eighties uh, horror movie. It's the first VHS tape my mom bought me, so that's like a special movie. Is that movie. right? Yeah. Oh wow, that is special. I still, <laughs> I still have it in the original clamshell. The the tape. Oh wow! Doesn't really? Work here, but, yeah, but I had the clamshell here, so that's cool. Maybe there's a way to fix it. I don't know. I don't have a working VCR, so I can't watch anyway. But. It's, cool it's weird because I, 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 when, I, when I came to Toronto, a friend of mine gave me a DVD player and I thought, what, what do I need this for? So I got rid oh. of it. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I get screeners from the, you know, the Screen Actors Guild when it's, you know, Academy uh-huh. time. And, and so, so I bought another one and I just have to hook it up now. Yeah. It's weird when I got a new computer uh, last year. Uh, it doesn't even come with like a disk drive. I know, know, I know. That so, what what are people supposed to do? Yeah, because like, because some things you even get like, um, you know, to install like a program, you have to put a disc in. I'm like, well, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. A lot of them though, it just says go to the website and you download it. But so yeah, I bought like a, a and uh, a little disc, you know, an uh, external disc drive to, for the disc. But yeah, it's just very strange. I remember that was another thing I told my uh, webmaster. I was like. And he was just like, oh, you're living in the past. No one uses this anymore. I was like, well, I do. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know one of, the, one of the projects I'm giving my son is to, um, you know, because I have all these boxes of my films, and they're in storage now in Los Angeles, and they take up a lot of space, and is to, you know, I said, well, why don't you um, have it, go to Costco and have it transfer the, the VHS to DVD. And he said, mom, why don't you just like back them all up on your computer? And I just mm-hmm. never thought of that. But then <laughs> I also have a lot of films that are on three quarter inch. So I've got to huh. find a, a yeah. you know, uh, someone who can do that. Like who has a three quarter inch machine anymore? Yeah, I did uh, about 10 years ago. Maybe, I don't know, but I'll say 10 years ago. I bought I a, did too, a and I got rid of it. DVD. Yeah, and I thought oh, yeah, I'm gonna VCR transfer all. To DVD. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna transfer all my VHS tapes and stuff I recorded off TV, and like I did a few things, and then after a while, I was like, oh, I probably won't watch these anyway. But, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we're a generation of people that we have so much stuff because we've been able to record everything. I mean, you know, as a kid, you know, when Mary Poppins came out, you got to see it once. Mm-hmm. You yeah, went like to the movie. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I would look forward yeah. every year to you watch saw, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, like, but when when things came out before they went on TV, mm-hmm. okay, like Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, all those films, you saw it. You went to the movies and you saw them once. Mm-hmm. You couldn't record them like now or get the DVD of Frozen and mm-hmm. watch it over and over again and learn that learn and sing along with it like the kids can today to do today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a big thing too is like TV shows because even like when I was a kid, like if you wanted to get like TV shows, you'd have to buy like a like dozens of VHS tapes. They'd, they'd cost you know 
like you know so much every episode would be like 30 bucks and to get like yeah. a season or a series of show would be like impossible but now like yeah. you can get like a whole season of a show you know on like a few discs and for like 20 dollars sometimes 10 dollars yeah or, or watch them all online so it's crazy yeah it is crazy it is crazy <laughs> it's so so convenient yeah so. but i do but think a lot of still like turn to classic I- movies yeah, I still have a stack. Of, I know they always say that physical media is like going away, but I, I say that with a big stack of DVDs right here to the right of me. But uh, I sometimes know. though, it, it is weird because there's sometimes I think, well, I have this movie on DVD, I'll get it, and I'll be like, well, it's probably easier if I just look if it's on Netflix and actually get the DVD out, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah, I know, I know, uh, and because we still like the tactile that that we like we have to move from this generation of ownership like for example you know lps that generation they they like the tactile they 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 want to own it and but it's like my son's generation they don't own anything they they take pictures of things instead of collecting them uh they don't have any media because everything is in their phone Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm they're, they're used I know, to not I just, owning anything. I just saw Best Buy stop selling CDs because they said, you know, no one buys them. They just uh, download, you know, the uh, the MP3 on like iTunes. Yeah. Or, yeah. Really weird to think that. Yeah. Because this is a generation that they don't need to own their music. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't know about liners for albums and that. Yeah. I know people wonder, like, if net if something went, which it probably won't, but who knows with anything, if Netflix would go away, like, what would happen to the Netflix things made for Netflix, like, because it wouldn't be yeah. there anymore. So we mean the library. Yeah, or for movies, yeah. like things made specific, you know, exclusive to Netflix, like TV shows yeah. or movies made for. Because I think that I don't think you can get them on DVD. Maybe you can, but I've never seen them. You're right. I think if they would They'll just be disappear. TV. They'll be on. They'll be on our DVRs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very true. Which is re- really interesting because, um, you know, in Los Angeles with the direct TV, you know, I could just go, you know, on the net and program my TV to, if I hadn't programmed it to tape, to tape. And I don't know why they don't have that technology here in Toronto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the... have to be here physically. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I use a DVR all the. That's another thing. Like, I never, I never thought there'd be something where I could just record, or even like you can rewind, like live TV. You can rewind. Like oh if you miss, yeah, like the yeah. first half hour. It's like this is really wild. <laughs> it's really, it's so wild that there's a lot of times that I'm in my car and I'm listening to radio, and there was something that somebody said that was really interesting, and I go to rewind it, and I realize, no, you can't do that with the radio. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. I have kind of noticed like if there is a show on that's on that it's on a trail has commercials. Sometimes it's better to wait like a, if it's a half hour or so in and then you rewind yeah. it to the beginning because then you can fast forward over the ads. I know it's such a luxury to fast forward over the ads. And I, I stayed at my, you know, now when I go and stay at my mom's, she, it's really hard because she doesn't have internet. Like she doesn't have the, the you know Wi-Fi, and she doesn't have a DVR, so it's so painful to watch all those commercials. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. And it's, it's, it's weird to think that. I mean, I grew up, obviously, watching all that. But now it's like, oh, my God, i got to sit here for you know, three minutes or five minutes and watch these commercials. What a waste of time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just wonder, how are the, what are the advertisers going to do? Yeah, because, you know, I assume most people do fast forward over them. And then if you are fast forwarding over it or if you DVR it or if you watch it on demand and you don't even have the ads, like, uh, right. you know, what are they what are they paying for? Right. There it's been go. a lot of fun. To, it's been a lot of fun to talk to you. I'm glad you came on the show. It's been a lot of fun to talk to you, too. And I again, I I'm still sort of have this cold, but it was hard getting together. But you're right. It, it's a good way to start the year. Yeah. Very good. Well, I hope you feel better. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And how's your health? Because you were in the hospital. Uh, yeah, I have a surgery coming up to uh, fix uh, multiple hernias. But oh, uh, wow. hopefully everything. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, we'll we'll yeah. see. But uh, yeah, I had a doctor's yeah. appointment early today or yesterday. I mean, I have one tomorrow, two tomorrow. Monday, next Tuesday, and then they'll schedule the surgery. So then I'll be in the hospital for, they said, probably at least five to six days. Okay, well, good luck with that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, you take care, and like I said, I'll take you to some restaurants if you get up to Toronto. All right, sounds good. I'm a foodie. All right, Uh, take care. All right, you as well. Bye for now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Take care.
What's up, guys? This is Damian Leone, writer, director of Terrifier, and you're listening to Without Your Head. All right, we're back here once again at the station of decapitation without your head, and I'm still Nasty Neal. And I remain terrible, Troy. And I'm the headless critic of Without Your Head, Jason Minton. It's good to have you here, yeah. Mr. Minton. Good to have you back. Thank you. A man nice to be here. A man, sir. That's not right. <laughs> well, that's a pretty. That'd be cool. You'd be like Mr. Belvedere. I was thinking Wong. I think I'm going to pass on all of these. Mr. Oh, Belvedere. Wong's cool though. <laughs> Who's Wong? Uh, depends on how much you're paying. On that's much you're paying. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, Doctor Strange's guy. His man, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah, see, that's pretty cool. Some superpower. Yeah, you got some magic working. Mm-hmm. Neil's wearing the cool Doctor Strange uh, cloak of levitation. Yeah. Hell yeah. That would that'd be cool to be able to levitate. I'd be bitching. Mm-hmm. All right. Doc. So we're here for a purpose. We are here. <laughs> <laughs> what purpose do we serve? Normally, uh, no point to any of this, but <laughs> this week we actually have a reason to be here. <coughs> six, six, six. The list of the beast. Nice. People understand the point of this. It's uh, my top six, Troy's top six, Mitten's top six. Put them together, you get six, six, six. The list of the beast. Nice. Yeah. And it's a special six, six, six because it's a six, 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 six. Hmm. It's a double mm. whammy tonight. And Double happy new too. year, gentlemen. Happy new year. Happy new year. Start off the year good. The first I won a hundred bucks. The second I won twelve hundred. And then on the third I won a hundred. This is turning out to be your year, Chief. Yeah, two thousand uh, uh, December was good too. This is crazy. So I, I hope to keep that up. I expect flowers. <laughs> oh. You you have my undying love. Mm. Unless you turn on me, <laughs> which I'm sure is bound to happen. No, you like the you like the Hulk Hogan, like people just turn on you eventually. Kind, of, well, kind of. Yeah. So, what you gonna do, brother? <laughs> what do you speaking of the Hulkster before we get into to horror here? What the hell did this tweet mean? He he put a tweet up. Or a Facebook post, and he was like, "I'm begging my wife and uh, Jamie Fox for a chocolate baba." Like, what Whoa, the hell? That is sounds kinky. I know. And then he's like, "Oh, it's a typo, brother. I meant to say bottle." Well, what the hell does that mean? I'm begging him for a chocolate bottle. Maybe it's like YooHoo <laughs> or something. What the hell? Maybe the Hulk still likes the YooHoo, man. Weird, tough stuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't even want to go down this road. I want to think of culture. Damn, what's going on here? You think you have better taste than Jamie Foxx anyway, if it is like a sexual thing. <laughs> it's very true. And so he's he's supposedly going to be, we're going to get to the top six in one second, but All right. he's supposedly going to be the, the new Spawn, which is a terrible choice. And I have to say, I, I understand the idea you want to make a, a dark movie. 
Okay, that's fine. I like dark movies. But the his that's all he ever says. He's like, this movie is gonna be two hours of ugliness, and there'll be no joy in my movie. And I'm like, is that really like a selling point? My movie is just joyless and ugly. How about make it a good movie? Say, I want to make a great movie. No, I want to make this ugly, joyless film with no laughter or smiles. There will be no good times to be had. McFarlane's a tool effect. I think the last Bond movie fans of Spawn complained it was too comical, so that might be why. He's overreacting to that. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, you don't have to go like mental though, but like there will be no joy, no. there'll be smiles. You, you know, you're yeah, at this movie, it's like you saw the creature in Bird Box. You're just gonna kill you. <laughs> I but think I'm not be safe of, because I, I don't really give a shit about Todd McFarlane or his crappy movie. <laughs> right, so he I'm, should stick to making so, toys. He does make cool toys. Yeah. He does. He does. You think he's upset though? Because like the he was making the you know Spawn movie back when like they're making like kind of crappy comic book movies, and then comic book movies just exploded. And he's like, "Why the hell wasn't this me?" Probably, <laughs> but he's he's an egomaniac. I don't like McFarlane at all. Does he still make comics? I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of out of the comic book loop. I'm re- yeah. really not sure what he does. Yeah, I don't know either. I just remember with him that, like, he claimed that he had had never, uh, never read a Jack Kirby comic and stuff. And then it's like, hmm, like your panels are almost identical to Kirby, but okay, I can buy that, you know? Uh He's full of shit, Todd McFarland. There you go. All right, so we're going to get into this. The 666, our favorite. And our most hated movies of uh, 2018. Horror movies, horror movies. Yep. All right. So where are we going to stop with? Where are we going to start with the worst or the best? What do you think? I don't know. Like, you guess. If, we, if we start with the worst, mm-hmm. then it'll probably like be a feel-good moment afterwards because then we can okay. get to the best. <laughs> All right. That's How sounds- does that sound? We'll start with the Todd McFarlane portion of the show. Yes, yes. <laughs> with the joyless Todd McF- <laughs> There will be no fun to be had. That's this right. will be a joyless podcast. It'll be the Grinch of podcasts. <laughs> before, dark. Like, yeah, yeah. Before he gets all happy at the end. All right. Darkness and darkness. So unleash so, the misery. Who should who uh, should begin? All right, Mister Mitten. We're gonna start with you. First movies of the year. You're number six. Is, is this because I'm the professional? Yes, mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good moniker. I like it too. <laughs> well, I screened a lot of one head movies throughout the year, and mm-hmm. um, making this list, it really wasn't about picking the worst of the worst. It was more about finding movies that could have done better. Either, you know, they had a good budget, they had experience behind them, or they just did stuff you really shouldn't do in movies. So that's mm-hmm. what I looked at with picking my least favorite six films of the year. Okay. I got you. I like that. Yeah, mine's kind of like that, too. I kind of went with, you know, because I watched a few. There were a few, like, sci-fi originals that were just 
awful, but I kind of expected mm-hmm. them to be, so they didn't make my right. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree yeah. with the same way. There's a, there's a cup. I have like a one indie here that I had to include, but uh, for the most part, it's like you know bigger budget things. Yep. Yeah, I, I tried to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my number six is um, it is a lower budget movie, but. The reason I included it is because for some reason it has a 95% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which to me just busts their whole rating system apart because there's no way this is one of the best horror movies of the year. And I know, Neil, you had uh, the the directors on. I'm sorry to put it on the list for that reason, but The Endless was just one of the most boring movies I watched all year, and people seem to love it. And it's probably one of the better uh, one head movies I saw, but I just, I don't get why people like this movie. I, it's not a great movie. It's definitely not one of the best movies of the year. So I put it as my number six. I almost had that on my list too. Cause, um, I agree. I watched it twice. I watched it once and just thought it was just so, so dull and abysmal. And then when I got the, the guys on, I was like, well, I better watch this again. Maybe I missed something because I saw people like just praising it and I watched it yeah. again. And I was like, I, just don't, I don't, I don't understand the, the love for this movie. It's like technically exactly. well, it's technically well-made movie. Like uh, yeah. it looks fine. It looks good, but uh, it's good incredibly, yes, definitely, but incredibly dull. Hmm. Yeah. And I hate including a movie that is low budget. It's like a passion project for these two guys, but just to love this guy and it's not deserved. It's at best an average movie. Like if you like it, that's fine, but there's no way you're telling me it's one of the best movies of the year. Mm -hmm. I agree. I haven't seen it, so I can't, I can't add anything to that. Yeah, their previous movie I saw at the theater. Um, what it was, I forget the name of it now, but it's like a, it's a Lovecraft movie about like this woman who's a monster, and she falls in love with the guy. And it had a great premise and some really great visuals. And I think it's, but it it was also very dull. I thought, hmm. but it it was uh, it was well made. I went, I think maybe it was just not my not for me. I guess. Yep, they they definitely know how to make a movie. They just, to me, that was not an entertaining movie, which is the purpose. Right. Uh, Troy, what's your number six? Uh, my number six I've just watched recently, and I think it's going to be probably one of those uh, love-hate movies for everybody for years to come, and that's uh, Bird Box. Mm-hmm. I just found it like I, I, I like the premise, and mm-hmm. as we had talked about before, like they borrow a lot of like Lovecraft type stuff from it, mm-hmm. and uh, I just found it really silly, and the dialogue was terrible, and I didn't really like very much of it. I like John Malkovich in it. Yes, I uh, I thought it was okay. At best, but mm-hmm. uh, again, I don't understand the, like the the total love for it. And um, I, I would, there's a lot I didn't like. I did, like I said, I've said on the show and I said on Facebook, it's very Lovecraft light. 
Yeah, it it's got the basic ideas to the, of a monster or a creature, you know, from intergalactic creature, whatever it is, that uh, drives you crazy by the look of it. My favorite part of the movie is the the fact that the um, crazy people, for lack of a better word, uh, they see it as, you know, beautiful and that they don't kill themselves. I like that idea of it. But uh, I think they sh- first they should have credited Lovecraft because it's clearly even by the pictures it's like Thulu, <laughs> yep. you know, in the pictures. And uh, yeah, like I like the idea. I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like. I makes me mad is like I think you could have had something really good with it, but it was kind of kind of a lame version. And the end's super cheesy. And oh yeah, everyone yeah. doing so much blindfolded. I thought was. Uh, just kind of unrealistic and silly. Yeah, it almost got comical at a point. You know, it was almost like a, like a, oh, like a Monty Python type thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I don't really need to see a, like a blindfold cam. No, no, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need to see that. I agree with you. I, I thought it was okay. It, it's definitely overhyped, but. You know, whatever people like, I guess, but I didn't see it either. No. I mean, just, just there. Yeah, yeah it did not make my six, but mm-hmm. I, I thought about it. it. It's it's on my list of movies I put down that I didn't like, but it didn't eventually make my uh, six. I've got a uh, number six is one I hate. I hate to put here, but I have to. I have to be an honest man. And it's because uh, I had, we had the director on. I met the director. It's a very great. Great guy. The kid, uh, I know a lot of people in the cast, but God, it was just one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, it makes no sense. It's like, it's not even a movie. It's just kind of like a bunch of cameos filmed randomly and stuck together. And even just the basic green screen is, is very poor. There's a part in the movie where there's in an actual room that's green. And I think it's to see, they couldn't get the actual green, the, <laughs> the color, color cane to work. So they're just in a green room and that, that's death house. Oh, okay. Kind of a mind bogglingly bad movie. I, I will say death house will make a later appearance. On the <laughs> <laughs> it won't on mine yeah. because I didn't get the chance to see death house. So, you're, you're a lucky man. <laughs> yep, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I really, I'm saying doesn't make that doesn't make the movie doesn't make sense and not like you know, oh my god, this is, is like you know, 2001: The Space Odyssey, a Space Odyssey ending where what the hell does this all mean? This is just like you know, this is just a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> I know. People now I think I want to see it more. <laughs> I don't see why anyone defends this movie. I really don't. Like, who likes that? Like, it's it's that bad. It's not even a movie. Wow. Yeah, it's probably one that, like, I think everybody really wanted to like. You yes. know, because, like, the idea of it is so cool. And <laughs> Yeah, that's too bad. That makes me sad, actually. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Mitt, number five, The Headless Critic. So I know, I know since uh, Cloverfield came out, J.J. Abrams has just been finding like independent movies and modifying them, adding just enough to add them to his Cloverfield universe. And I love Cloverfield Lane, 
And I like uh, the original Cloverfield better than most people did, but um, Cloverfield Paradox was, again, just one of the most boring movies I watched all year. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a movie you just can't get into. They had a, a good detached arm scene that was good with arm gets cut off. And yep. uh-huh. other than that, it's just like a bunch of dialogue and without purpose. And then to end it <laughs> off, they have like the worst sci-fi channel CGI ending. <laughs> to me, if J.J. Abrams is attaching his name, you should have at least fixed that. But that's yeah. what gets it on my worst of list. Yeah, now, that ending. Five? Yeah. That is also my number five. Awesome. Oh, God, what a bad movie. Yep. Anything you want to add to it, Troy? Not really. Just I was, and, and I I was one of the people that didn't like the first Cloverfield, but I loved the second one. I thought, um, mm-hmm. what was it, Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. yeah. I, I just yeah. thought that movie was so good. John Goodman's mm-hmm. tremendous in it. Yeah. yeah the thing yeah. is they that one they took a movie that that didn't get distribution for some reason. But it's clearly a good movie. Yeah. So it's like yeah. let me add a little bit to this and fit it in fit it in the Cloverfield uh universe. Yeah. Okay. But the key to that is you have to take a movie that's good. You can't just take any movie that exists and be like, <laughs> Oh, let's make a Cloverfield. Like yep. this movie. No, no, it is. Yeah. And then the ending is just like I guess I'm sure that ending was added to make that a Cloverfield movie, and it's one of the worst yeah. parts. Of it. Oh yeah, yep. It, it just puts the final stamp on it being horrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it had like so it was like this kind of a no one knew that was even coming out, and then it's it was like on the Super Bowl. I think they advertised it. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. All right, so uh, let me so make that was a, a number three. five for both of us. Yeah. Neil, you want to make I, it a clean slate, or did it not? No, it, it well, it might have made my list, but I might even been, oh, I might have okay. had more. Things. So, uh, <laughs> number f- <laughs> number five on my list is uh, I can't say I guess I ne- I really hated this movie, but it, again, it was very boring and. And the 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 character the name character like shows up in the last like five minutes of the movie. <laughs> it's really just nothing happening. It's uh, a lot of silliness. Is the nun? It, it looks it, it it looks good. The atmosphere, but that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. That's that there. one might have made my list a little bit higher up too. Yeah, yeah very bad. That's movie. Enough- that's another one I, I was it's like below average to me, but I can't say I liked it. It was, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I I do think I like those those types of movies a little bit better than you two. So, well, I actually usually like those movies, but yeah. but this Conjuring one, and all yeah, yeah, I usually dig those, but this one I just yeah, couldn't get into. Like- yeah, I can see why. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of any of the Conjuring movies uh, right. or like the the set, but this one was especially. Uh, <laughs> I can at least understand why people like the other ones. Yep. All right, number four, Jason. So my number four is a movie Neil and I got to screen in Fright Fest in London. It's a French film from a director that critics. Tend to hate, but for some reason, people praise this movie. 
I just don't get it. Uh, the movie's climax. It has about a 20 minute dance sequence, <laughs> an hour and a half runtime. Um, there's another five minute dance sequence. There's about 15 minutes of talking about anal penetration, <laughs> and that just doesn't make a good movie to me. Like it opened really nicely. It opened this horror. It was really nice. It kind of ended okay, but there's too many characters, not enough story, and just not much to like about this movie. Hmm. It is the pits. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna skip over Troy real quick because it's also my number four. It's called oh, okay. okay. And this was a movie that was physically hard to sit through. I wanted to get up and leave. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> it was probably the worst experience of the year in a theater. Even movies I oh, try, no. I have lower on my on my list here. But it was like watching Mother to me. It was like, oh, oh no. out of here. Probably, probably, actually, probably worse than Mother. At least Mother was just so insane. Like I just wanted to see. <laughs> Happen, but yeah, yeah, this, you had to at that point. Once it's yeah. crazy, this was this was horrible. This was not. This is like the idea. This is no fun. There was no joy in this. This was <laughs> a horrible experience, <laughs> and that took nothing away from it. I didn't watch it. I've watched movies that I won't say are are like a pleasant movie. Like Salo is not a pleasant movie to watch, but it's right. an interesting movie, and it, and it stuck with me. This was an unpleasant, horrible experience in, in every way. <laughs> see, my first really three was. are movies that I didn't see in the theater. And then my top three are, maybe um, that's why they're my top three, because I was angry because I actually went to the theater to see them. <laughs> right. So what's your for number four? My number four was a movie that bored me beyond belief. And that was Slender Man. Oh, I, I did not get to see Slender Man. Oh, you didn't? Uh, no. You're not missing out on a good goddamn thing. Because it was <laughs> it was an hour and a half of just like snooze fest. It was just dull and wretchedly boring. Like you wait and you wait and you wait. And then the payoff is just so lame. I'm not going to ruin it because you probably will see it eventually. Mm-hmm. But don't expect much because it is dull. Yeah, I will you... say if we if we if we did a list of just stuff that got like wide release in theaters, Slender Man is definitely the worst horror movie. Yeah, it's it's it, bad. It dude. was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now I, tried now to I kind stay of awake it. watching it. Like it was tough to stay awake for this movie. Uh, it was rough. But you actually saw it at the theater because I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to see it at the theater. It made I, me happy. I did. That I, did. I did. I did a review for the website. So I went out, watched it in theaters, and it was. If I wasn't reviewing it, I would have left. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't really know how I made it through the entire movie either, but I did. I'm proud of myself for that. It's about a in Massachusetts. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Should have loved it. The reason for you, you should go watch it now because of that. Yep. <laughs> I think you should, Chief. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to go. All right. We're going to end this show short so you can watch the <laughs> Come back in an hour and a half and be sound asleep. And... All right. What's number three on uh, the Headless Critics list? 
All right, number three is another low-budget movie, which I, I normally hate to add, but uh, this one's a futuristic sci-fi thriller um, called Astro. And the reason I added it, um, it, it actually has some actors that I like, but they basically took a script where they say each other's names like every time they talk to each other, which is just <laughs> annoying and unrealistic. And it totally kills any story or dialogue in the movie. And even though I like the some of the actors, it kills their performances. Like you can't give a good performance when you're speaking like that. And then they add these CGI blob ships that are the worst CG I've seen the entire year. <laughs> and that's the reason it made my list as number three. It's like, if you want to make your movie, that's fine. But if you can't fund your movie to make it good, then why are you doing it? Do something else. <laughs> if you can't afford good CGI, don't do it. Uh, I've not seen Astro. No, I haven't either. I remember when you watched it, though, and you were messaging me about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, it did have some actors I enjoy, but and some performances that would have been good, but just just killed it with dialogue and CGI. It was it was really bad. Mm. All right. Uh, Troy, what's your number three? Uh, my number three was the first of my bottom three that I saw at the theater yeah. with you, in fact, nasty one. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's The Nun. These, <laughs> okay. My top three, it was difficult to pick an order for. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll explain, <laughs> like, once I get to my top two. But The Nun, like, was... I, I don't think there was anything I really liked about it, uh-huh. but it didn't annoy me as much as my top two. That's about <laughs> that's about the best thing I can say about it. Fair enough. All right, my number three is uh, I think a lot of people's uh, favorite movie of the year, and that was uh, the new Halloween. I thought it was uh, thought it was awful in uh, pretty much every way. I thought it was completely pointless to to make. I think it, it 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 didn't pay off in anything it started. There's all this build up for Michael Myers to speak and I'm not dying to hear him speak. But why why even bring it up if you're not if there's no payoff to it? Uh the new doctor was laughably bad. Is uh this the guy screaming, Look at the man! <laughs> <laughs> The the one part I did kind of like, and again it went absolutely nowhere, is that all the me- the mental people kind of like uh, almost not controlled, but they're kind of like minions of of Myers. And again, there's it doesn't go anywhere. I thought maybe that was <laughs> yeah, once he movie. escaped, uh, right? You thought yeah. maybe something would happen there. Yeah, they're just kind of wandering around. Uh, I think even as a horror movie, it's it's not very good. It's just he's killing a bunch of a lot of just random people. They don't even know in houses, and I'm like, okay. I mean, great. <laughs> all all the all the guys in the movie are like rapey and assholes for some reason. <laughs> even yep. like the kind of nerdy guy, he ends up being like rapey. Uh, I don't know why. Why he has to be that way? Some of the characters appear and then just disappear, and again, no payoff. <laughs> you don't know what happens to her rapey boyfriend. Uh, uh, you know, the original asshole. rapey boyfriend. Yeah. The- rapey best friend that turns yeah, out yeah. to be an asshole yeah uh-huh. uh then there's like this weird he's like uh creighton dixon from uh jason goes to hell this like 
you know, uh, he's like a, a marshal, U.S. marshal, and <laughs> he's like out of some other movie, and he pops up, and then then he's just gone, and like in the next scene <laughs> again. So I was like, whoa, what, what the hell was the point of that? I have no idea. And then the whole ends like to me completely ridiculous, and it's clearly just set up to to make another one. And I don't think anyone yeah. in the world was surprised by the end. Like, <laughs> I, I did think, like, hey, I think you might be alive. Like, really? Do you think you might be alive? Gee, <laughs> really, really shocking. And they also set up that uh, that uh, the main woman, uh, what's her name, Strode? Uh, uh, Lori. Lori. You know, it, they do a lot of things to show that she's going to be, like, the new Michael. Um, they have her in scenes that are taken out of the first movie, only replacing her for Michael, you know, like uh, by the bushes and looking in and she gets thrown off yeah. the balcony, she disappears. But again, that, you know, that goes nowhere. There's really <laughs> no point to, to any of it. And uh, her daughter, I think, is, is really bad in the movie. I don't, I don't think anyone was was good in the movie. No, everybody's. Uh, and it, it was it's uh, probably now I think my maybe should be higher. Oh, you know, there's you know, technically, I guess, like the things, you know, look fine. But uh, I had so much high hopes for this movie and I was just so let down. So let down. Uh, I was the opposite. Sorry, go ahead. Troy. Oh, I was just going to say, I may have hated this more than you. So I will wait till a little later to speak on this. I, I was the opposite. I saw the trailer. I had no hopes for this movie. I liked it a little better than I expected I would. Mm-hmm. I still didn't. It wasn't good or nothing. And I will add to what you said. I also don't like what they did with Laurie Strode. Like, you're going back to the Laurie Strode from the original movie. This is not what I want to see that her life became. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, the. And a lot of others. I mean, like I pick part like everything, even the aspect of these podcasters that are from England, and somehow they have just like all these riches that they can <laughs> come here and and pay pay her like this big stack of money to do an interview that really isn't a good interview. So that was a waste of like five grand. And yeah, they have the some kind of poll where just, they right, yeah. just take uh, evidence, you know, from a murder. <laughs> Like, hey, right. don't mind us. We're just gonna borrow this for a while. Oh, okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, and it's like this. It's like you know this mur- this murderer that's known throughout the world. So it'd be like if someone like just went and like you know, can I get these personal belongings of Charles Manson? I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just seat. clean them when you're yeah. done. You know, like who are you right. with? Uh, without your head? Oh, the station of decapitation. Oh yeah, you take this. <laughs> yeah. You're good. Just bring them back when you're done. Okay, thanks. Uh-huh. Yeah, and H2O was a much better movie. Yep, I say. agree. She can I say all she wants. Oh, I did I did that movie for the money. This is the one that's really good. Bullshit. I'm, you did them both for the money. <laughs> yep. This one's not good. All right. Now, now we're getting down the nitty gritty. Number two, Headless Critic. Number two. So this is another low budget movie. And like I said, I hate to add those, but there's just certain movie making shams you don't commit regardless of what your budget or experience level is. Um, there's just filmmaking basics that you, you got to follow. And my second least favorite movie is one called city of gold. It, uh, it looks good. It's uh, got good performances from the actors with some actors. I like, like, 
uh, Burning Wells from Mad Max and Brent Combe oh, yeah. Richmond. Um, the story isn't my type, but that's fine. It was just one thing that just totally ruined this movie. And about 20 minutes into it, I actually re- rewound it or started it over. So I could count how many times they said the lead actor's name. They said his <laughs> name 112 times. You are kidding me. No, I'm not. That, That's got to be a record. 97 minutes. <laughs> 97 minute runtime. They said his name every 52 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, what, what was his name? Takes you, John Davenport. So they He'll said never John or Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome I, got, I feel like this movie's claim to fame will be whenever someone else finds it and cuts those scenes out and puts it on YouTube <laughs> his name being said 112 times <laughs> yeah. see this is why we, there's many reasons why we love Jason but one of the things is you know he watches these terrible movies so, so we don't have to yep <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I actually he is the hardest working man. I recommend you watch this one. It's, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. What's, your, that, then. what's your number two? My number two, I debated over and over and over and over again, and it was either going to be your number three or this one. And this one won out just because... I know I'm going to ruin my number one, but mm-hmm. uh, this one, I didn't have quite as high hopes as I did for Halloween. Halloween, I went in thinking, okay, this is going to be a cool friggin' movie. Mm-hmm. But this other one, my number two, I went in thinking, wow, the ads look really cool. And it reminds me a little bit of a cool, n- not the best movie, but a pretty neat idea and good um Good indie movie, mm-hmm. which was uh, oh, what was it? Was it Fra- the Frankenstein's Army? Frankenstein's Army, Army. Yeah. and it's Overlord, which mm-hmm. I can't say how disappointed I was in this. There's only one movie that disappointed me more than Overlord, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to be a cool monster film with some, you know, uh, World War Two sprinkled in for a setting and stuff. And it turned out to be a sprinkling of monster in a World War II unbelievable action movie. This <laughs> movie I just loathed. I hated everything about this movie. It's uh, it's on my list here, but it didn't make my top six. A lot oh. of these movies could 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 easily you know it'd be interchangeable on my list. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I didn't like this movie at all either, and I was literally looking forward to it. I mean, for me, it's like Nazis and zombies and yeah, hell. Did you go crazy. wrong? Yeah, I think the big, the biggest like sin for me is how uh, uninteresting the the uh, the Frankenstein character is. The the you, you've got if you're making a movie about Nazis, you know, creating monsters, you can go wild with a with a create with a evil doctor. Oh my that, god, yeah. This guy could be Herbert West like times ten, you know? Yeah, and like he's so just nothing. He's like a totally nothing character. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if they named this guy. He was so unimportant to them. Yeah, a, did he have a name? 
Probably. Maybe they mentioned they it in passing. It was you know, know, uh, Dr. Wilhelm's doing this. Yeah, they said it a hundred and something times. We would remember. Yeah. The look of the movie was weird. <laughs> I remember when they were when the plane was crashing. Like There was just something I didn't like about it. It looked very cartoony, comic yeah. booky, or I don't know. It, it's, uh, it was, not it was good. too well, polished, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then there was no Nazi symbolism, even though it's they. I think they even mentioned Hitler, but there's no swastikas, there's no SS symbols. They're all like, you know, quasi swastikas and stuff. And it's just like I don't know. You're making this. You're making a movie. Had the balls to put some swastikas in it. Yeah, yeah. Just a huge disappointment. This movie because I, I really went in thinking, wow, this is going to be a cool flick. And and yeah. right from yeah. the get go, it just started to bore me, and then it just got sillier and goofier and dumber. I hated this movie. Yeah, and the the monster stuff is few and far between. The monster stuff is good, like visually. Yeah. The the monster stuff I dig, which That's, I think only makes me like angrier because it's yeah, like, man, you so went, missed it. it. Yeah, you missed a golden opportunity. This is a movie that needed to be more exploitive. Just go crazy yep. with your Nazi doctor. And amp up the monsters, and maybe you would add some. Yep, so true. Kind of reminded me of a video game the way they did it. It's very clean looking, and oh yeah, you're right. Yep, it had that vibe to it. But man, what a disappointment! Because I I really was looking forward to it. Yeah, number two on my list is a movie like maybe I shouldn't even have it here because I knew it was going to (laughs) suck, and it. It sucked even worse than I imagined it would. There's, it's just a horrible film, and it's just—I believe it's the second remake of Day of the Dead. It's just trash. It should not have been made. Garb. It's a garbage film. I considered that for my list, but I haven't but the, seen the point, that. Yeah, the point is, I you know, probably everyone knew it was going to be bad. Mm. But no, I never thought it'd be this bad. Oh, <laughs> Bloodline. I looked this up one day. There's like at least like at least like five or six like remakes or sequels that have Bloodline in the in the in the titles. Like, like why? What? What? Why do people think that's so cool? It's like Hellraiser Bloodline. That's uh. <laughs> uh there's several of them. I think there's there might even be like a leprechaun bloodline or oh, oh god, what shit. Hello? It was not good. Yeah, it wasn't good. No. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> I kinda knew it so that I didn't end up watching. I probably should have just to see it, but mm-hmm. I didn't. And you know, Bud the Bud ver the, this version of Bud is just oh god. I mean, it's like the original Bud and Bud and Day of the Dead's awesome. But oh yep. Lord, this stinks. <laughs> it might be the probably the worst movie on my list. Like the worst <laughs> movie. Just sucks, but but uh like I had I had I didn't I didn't think it would be good, so but right. it, and nonetheless it's my number two. Uh I right. big number ones. Number one, Jason. Uh, my number one least favorite film of the year. Someone's already mentioned it. I, I waited over a year to see it. I was uh-huh. willing to drive two or three hours if that's what it took to get one of these screenings, but the screenings kept getting canceled. 
And once I saw it, I knew why. There's a lot of horror icons in Death House. Oh. Um, <laughs> some of them have interesting or funny scenes, and those are fun to watch. Um, and I know people love Gunnar Hansen, and he, he wrote a version of the first script that was never made. And like you said, you had Harrison Smith on the show, and we met him in person, and he was enthusiastic and a genuinely nice guy. But Death House isn't even a movie. It's just clipped together scenes. Get cameos from a lot of actors. It barely has a story. There's so much green screen to get all these actors in, and it's just all bad. It doesn't look good. They try to cover that up by making it not look good on purpose. And like you said, there's even that green screen scene that you feel like there should be something there, and there's not. <laughs> and other than the actors you see in the scenes and occasionally getting some enjoyment out of what they do, there's really, it's not even a movie. There's nothing to like about it. Wow. I agree. And then there's, uh, I don't want to accuse anyone of it, but there's inexplicably like great reviews of it, like on IMDb. It's like giving it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I wow. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know if someone, if these are just, you know, paid people or make believe people or, or, you know, just, you know, insane people that, that, <laughs> that could. Can see the creature in Bird Box, and you know, and not kill themselves. <laughs> Maybe that's it. It all ties together. <laughs> uh, yeah, the audience. Of, the uh, go ahead. Go on. Uh, I was just say the audience of this movie is, you know, the uh, if you can watch it and 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 understand it and love <laughs> it, then you know, <laughs> then you've lost it. Mm. You'll probably enjoy seeing the monsters in Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, if people want it, to know the difference between uh, uh, between a critic that just tries to make everyone happy and one that actually, you know, tries to write about a movie and and tell people whether they like it or not. Just look at the reviews for Death House. Anyone that reviews that favor favorably, they're just trying to don't ever yeah don't maker. listen to them again. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, I had toyed with it being my number one too, and. It probably and, and three thing I probably just should it was it was so bad but um I put it six because <laughs> I did feel bad saying saying and I have to say but honestly it, it's well my number one is equally as horrible though I guess well my number one was already mentioned and it for me was kind of my uh, death house because I didn't see it so. Mm-hmm. The one I was looking the most forward to and just had the rug pulled out from under me was Halloween. I just, I went from one extreme to the other because when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, God, why are they doing this? This makes me angry. Mm-hmm. And then I got over that when I heard the people involved. And then I, I believed the hype and I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done it because then I was like, wow, this was just crap for the mm-hmm. just for a buck that was all yeah was. We, both of us were were hoping it was going to get better and then eventually we just looked at each other and like i don't like this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man so my number one was already mentioned as well i just oh man i just thought this was just a, really a worthless film and that's <laughs> cloverfield paradox oh yeah just the pit and it, you know, at least Death House did have like I don't know which is better or worse, 
the fact that Death House does have like cameos that like, hey, that's cool. That's so and so. But that's also makes it so bad because it's like, wow, they have all these people and this is what they did with it. Yeah, that's pretty sad, yeah. really. So maybe that should have like yeah, that might have yeah. should have made you a little angrier, maybe. I yeah, don't know. And it really is bad filmmaking. I hate to pile on the man, but wow. Uh, any uh any honorable mentions you wanted to, to mention that almost made your list? For me, well, no. Like, I consider Day of the Dead bloodlines like you, you had mentioned before. Um another one that I really just disliked was Mohawk. Oh yeah. I that one that. Yeah, I agree with that because but you know, I I don't think that's a horror movie. And I'm not someone who likes to argue about that, but it was um, billed as a horror movie. It was, yes. That's Very the, uh, disappointing because his first movie was my favorite movie of that year. The, the, you know, when he made it a couple of years before that. We're, we're still here. We're still oh, here. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Oh, that's made by the same person? Yeah. Oh. Ted Geogen or something? Yeah, I was very, very oh. shocked that it was so bad. And it, it wasn't my, one of my least favorite of the year, but uh, for theatrical releases, Stranger Prey at Night was not very good at all. Okay, because I heard things about that, but I, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. And this one, it was actually okay, but there was a lot of hype about Steven Soderbergh uh, filming a movie called Unsane on an iPhone. And it looks like shit. Like, I watched it in theaters. Like, why did you film it on an iPhone when you can get better quality cameras? Like, you, you're a big-name director. Uh-huh. So, I, I I'm like not that seen that. Just yeah. so, Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Right. You no. Know. You know, I could paint myself portrait in shit, but I probably shouldn't. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> I've got a I've got a few here that uh, besides one that we already went over, you know that didn't quite make my list, but I had like written down uh, huh. ones that have not been mentioned yet was uh, was bore, uh, very. Yeah. That's another one I was looking forward to, but oh yeah, and I love bad. the uh, poster for it and everything. It just looks yeah. cool. Just such bad creature work. It's like just just like. It's like a boar, like stuffed head, and just kind of move around. Like, <laughs> and then, you do, like, then see, the, um, you do get to see professional wrestler Nathan Jones battle this giant boar, which I did get a kick out of. <laughs> yeah. If it was a it short, I might have just liked ever, it. But... Yeah, I think if it was like ten minutes and it was just like something <laughs> like that, like I would probably like like it and be like this rules. But sitting through an hour and a half for that is rough. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, then the end, you get this CGI bore, which is like I'd rather just see, you know, this, this, it, this, you know, immovable, just stuff bore than <laughs> yeah, some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. Wow, that was it was bad. That was very, very strange. It's almost like it wasn't finished. Yeah, uh, let's get that. Um, health fest. I didn't. I I for originally wrote dab. I thought like I didn't really like it, but. It's uh, I didn't hate it either. I just thought yeah. it wasn't very good. So um, so I I, you know, I didn't get that on the list. The thing that should just go up my list is this new thing where if you don't like a movie, you're too dumb to get it. 
Yeah, I hate that. That's like the ultimate like, cop out. You know, you yeah, because I heard that. No, you can mother, say that about everything. Yeah, yeah. Now that people say that about the house that Jack built, it's like if you don't like it, you just don't get it. And like, no, I, I got it. It's not that hard to get, but it's just not very good. It's, yep. But it's it's definitely not the worst movie, so I didn't put on the list. But I didn't want to mention. It. All right, now let's get to the best. Yeah, can we get some upbeat here? We're we're a little <laughs> down. We're a little depressed. We these are all the movies that bummed us out. Yeah, this was hard for me because right I, I have a giant list. I have a giant list of movies I love. It was hard to narrow it down to six. Well, because you guys uh, saw to... so many movies this year, it's kind of amazing. It kind of boggles my mind. I had a website I could go to to just reference all the movies I liked this year. <laughs> That's withoutyourhead.com. I love that website. Yep, it's a fun Good website. One. All right, who's so going to start with six? six? We'll we'll start with Jason, or should we reverse it? Neil, you want to start? Sure, I'll start here. All right. So again, it's very hard to to pick a lot of. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of honorable mentions because this, this is very hard for me. So six, I have. Uh, speaking of like anti joy and stuff, this was the reverse. This was a movie was very fun, and then it was one of the best experiences in the theater and and outside of a festival because festival you're filled with people who love movies. This I just saw in a regular theater in Boston, and everyone was laughing and clapping, and I was like, "Wow, this is fun! People are into this. It is a fun movie." Plus, you after a while, it kind of it's a lot of fun, and you're into the characters. And when things start to go bad for them, you actually feel bad for them. And there's Anna and the Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Uh, the music works. The music's very memorable. Uh, everyone's very good and likable in the movie. Very likable cast. Uh, the one villain in the movie is excellent. The, uh, the zombie stuff works. So it works as a horror movie. works as a musical. It's a weird combination of things, but totally unique. And, and it's a Christmas horror movie. So uh, I loved it. Uh, and on that's the Apocalypse. Awesome. All right. That that's one another I, one I haven't, haven't seen. seen. Yep. No, me okay. either. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I I loved it. There are two movies that I definitely wanted to see that I didn't, and that was one of them. That one and the new Suspiria. I didn't get a chance to see either one. Same here. I I, I did not get to watch either one of those. No. All right. And I have a feeling that both of them might have made the list had I seen them. Might have made mine. We'll find out. <laughs> All right. So my so number six... Uh-huh. was a similar thing where I didn't know what to expect from this movie. And you and I went to see it, and I ended up loving it. I just thought it was so much fun and just kind of refreshing. And then it was weird because then a couple months later, another movie that looked exactly the same came out. And you mentioned that one in Hellfest. Mm-hmm. But my number six is Bloodfest, which ah. I thought was a blast. Yeah, I loved it too. It 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 is on my honorable mentions. It's on my giant list of movies here. Mm-hmm. It is too. It's on my honorable mentions as well. I just I just had so much fun with this movie. I, I just thought uh, everybody in it was really good, and I, I liked the premise. I, I just liked everything about it. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. say it was like a great great movie, but if you're looking for just a fun uh, horror flick, that's the one. 
Yeah, and it's a movie that, you know, the, the bigger horror fan you are, the more you're going to like it. You're going to see all these <laughs> little things from other horror movies. And I totally agree. It's very fun, and it's uh, kind of a meta movie and all that stuff. But uh, it's, uh, it's a good time. And it was like a very low-budget movie, but yeah, it looks good, too. And the kid that's Ned Leeds is awesome, and I hope he gets more roles. I don't know the actor's name, but everything I've seen him in, uh, I just love this kid. I think he's the man. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a very, very fun movie. I agree. I liked it a lot. What is your number six, uh, Headless One? So my number six is a movie I think every horror fan has watched and weighed in on this year. I know a lot of people um, don't like it being an, that it's another 80s horror movie about a group of kids. But I could care less about that. They can make a thousand of those as long as they're good. <laughs> yep. Um, that is summer of '84. Um, I heard about it long before I watched it, and I figured with you know it and Stranger Things, which are vaguely similar setups, um, that I probably wouldn't care about a new group of kids. But I really got into it. I cared about the kids. This was a much more realistic movie than it or Stranger Things. Um, it's good enough to make my top six of the year, and I just I don't get the people that hate on it, but everyone's entitled to their opinion. It reminds me of uh, like Stephen King's writing. Uh, he he really writes you know children, young children from that era really well, and this movie did a good job of that too. The guys who made it, they also made Turbo Kid. That's the only two feature films they got, and to nice. me they're two for two. Yeah. And uh, I know they're coming out with Turbo Kid 2, which I can't wait to see. And there's definitely a possibility of another Summer of 84 coming out. Really? Very cool. Yeah, well, uh, make another appearance on our on our 666, as I loved it as well. I think it's uh, it's a great movie. It's, again, a very likable cast. Uh, and the ending, I think, is what, maybe my favorite ending of uh, of any movie this year. It goes uh, very dark, and I think some. Not to sound like what people had just bashing earlier, but I think some people kind. Of, I think the ending went over some people's heads, and because uh, I saw some people didn't like the ending because they said it's just an obvious step to a sequel. But uh, I don't think that is the point. Of, the point of the end. I mean, the point of the ending is is uh, it's very original, and I think it's more horrific than the final ending. Mm. I don't want to give you away. Maybe right about that. All right, this is one I definitely have to see because I I have also heard all either great things or people just hating on it for no reason, mm-hmm. and uh, it looked really good to me. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I'm gonna have to. So check uh, yeah, so number five is one I've been talking a lot about. There'll be multiple interviews coming up. Uh, I still have. A, I still have. It should have been up earlier, but there's still one I need to uh, to record. Uh, some things we're going to. But anyway, number five is a movie. I don't think it's got distribution yet, but I saw it at Buffalo, Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. Uh, the man who made it was very nice, and I was hoping that I would like it, and I loved it. It's in everything I like in a horror movie. It's it's fun. The characters are cool. Uh, it, the the horror is good in it, and uh, it's just a it was just a very fun time, and that is derelicts. And uh, the cast is great. I had never seen any of the cast members or anything else before, but everyone uh, did a great job. There's no throwaway characters. It's really an ensemble uh, performance. And finally, we have a good Thanksgiving horror movie. 
derelicts. Nice. That I'm is so one that made my honorable mention. It. A very fast-paced movie, and not in a bad way. Where like sometimes a movie is like goes, you know, it's like all these real quick cuts, and but uh, it, it kind of just gets in and gets out. Hmm. Yeah, I'll see this one as soon as I can. Yeah, I think you'd really a like good it. movie. I would say the best Thanksgiving horror movie. Agreed. Agreed. It kicks the ass of all movies on the. Uh, you know, I love Joe Bob Briggs, but uh, those were not particularly good movies. Besides Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I, I mean that's not a Thanksgiving movie, but it is a family movie. But the actual Thanksgiving horror movie in the in that uh, Joe Bob marathon was not very good. What was it? No. What was it? Good question. <laughs> I know the other, the only other one I know is Thanks Killing, and God, that movie's bad. <laughs> That's true. That's what I actually wanted to enjoy too. Yeah, Blood Rage. Blood Rage. Oh, okay. Blood Rage. Yeah. All right. What number was that? I'm sorry. Five. Five. Mm-hmm. Okay. My number five is a movie that um, it's another one that people are either uh, love and hate. And I ended up loving the movie was uh, the new Predator. I just thought it was the coolest movie. I really liked it, too. I just I, I thought the comedy was really well done in it. It wasn't like too far over the top. I I think the. uh the scenes with like all the predator monsters were just fabulous. I, I just thought it was just an all around, just cool movie. I really thought it was another fun movie. I dug it. It didn't make my top six, but it's, uh, is, I did have it in my massive list here. Movies I really enjoyed. I thought, I thought it was a good time. I'm, I'm kind of so shocked that people hated it so much. Yeah. That's about all I, I got from it. Yeah. And I liked all the gore in it. It's yeah. Like great gore. Yep. I, I liked it. it. It didn't make my tops of the year, but I, I did like it. And it, it did remind me a lot of the original Predator in, in some ways. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I think that's it's what a, I definitely the, so much about it. It's definitely the best one since the original. I still yeah. like the original's the best, but it's definitely better than any of the sequels, I think. I agree. And I, I, I was just kind of shocked by so many people, so much hate about this movie. And I was like, wow, yeah. I just didn't get it. Yeah, I've seen it as a lot of people's uh, worst movie of the year. Yeah. No. Definitely not. So my number five, um, it's... um, Go ahead, Drew. No, no, I was just going to say, so that was my number five. What is yours? It's a movie Neil and I got to watch due to our trip in London. We didn't get to see it on the big screen, but we got to watch it because we went. It's uh, one that hasn't been released yet beyond planet festivals but when it is i expect big things and it's an 80s action claymation comedy and the only reason it makes my horror list is because it has trampires which are basically <laughs> alcoholic vampires um it's uh, called chuck Steele night of the trampires uh it's claymation that's taken out of tim burton's hands and it's made for adults and i absolutely loved it and if anyone wants to go to watching movies section of withoutyourhead.com, you can read my review where I basically quote the great dialogue in the film, the entire review, because the dialogue in the movie is just great. 
And uh, I think they're going to repackage it and maybe get some celebrity names to voice some of the characters. And I'll be surprised if it doesn't get like a wide release across the U.S. Yeah, it's a it, it, it's a the animation's tremendous in this movie. Yeah, I just loved it from the trailer. Just watching the trailer just made me laugh the entire time. I I can't mm-hmm. wait to see it. Yeah, it it's uh, kind of like what like the Happy Time Murder should have been. Uh huh. Where it's <laughs> like uh, you know it's awful. A, <laughs> is it? And I haven't seen it yeah. either. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's throw. You know, it's like a it's got a lot of eighty stuff in it, uh, uh, but played up, and it's just a really fun, crazy time, and it's a totally adult movie. Yeah, that one I can't it wait is. to see. I think totally uh, really like not, it. I think so too. You guys have my, got my appetite with these so far that I haven't seen. My number four has been mentioned, and that is a summer of eighty four. I thought nice. it was uh, great. Uh, that's a movie I've watched uh, more than once. Uh, I think all the performances are great. The kids are all very likable. The adults are, are well acted. Uh, and again, the endings is uh, haunting. I think uh, I, very, and very original. Very original. I never seen this ending in something before. I loved it. It's the summer of '84. Very, un- very unexpected ending too. Mm-hmm. All right, if I didn't want to see it before, I definitely do now. That was number four? Yeah. All right. My number four, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure this was from this year. This might be the only one that I, I kind of question whether it was this year or last year, mm-hmm. is A Quiet Place. No, it was this year. Oh, okay. It was this year. <laughs> All right. I really dug this movie. I really liked it a lot. I, I thought the the setup was really cool. I I loved the monster in it. I, I just uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. You know, it's just just a really cool flick. I liked it too, and uh, I think it's probably the only like really heralded movie of this year that I liked a mm-hmm. lot. Seemed like a lot of the big uh, the big like hits that were at the theater that people went crazy for like i really didn't care for but uh, a quiet place i like i liked a lot i saw i got to see a, a advanced screening at the theater and again it was a very cool experience because everyone in the theater was like you could tell they're on edge uh, mm-hmm. uh you know you know what they were being quiet themselves you get oh, kind of like, like part of the part of the movie and it was uh it was very cool I liked. I didn't know how it would play with like a big audience, you know, being so quiet and everything. But it totally worked. And I had a fun time watching too. It was. It's uh, one of my honorable mentions. Excellent. To me, that um, makes me wonder if the people who don't like it are the ones who saw it on like DVD afterwards, because I saw it in theaters too, and I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, I have no complaints with the movie. Really. Like I, I really, yeah. really just dug it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot too. It was another one I saw some people are hating on, uh, which uh, I mean, I mean, people, hey, whatever you want to do. But yeah, uh, number three is uh, I believe I'm the only one of the three who saw this movie. I've, but I've still got to oh. do my number four. Oh, you're number oh. four. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Mitt. That's uh, 
My number four uh, is um, a movie that came out of Mexico in 2017, but it got to the U.S. Uh, this last year. Um, I think Neil first caught it at the Boston Underground Film Festival, and he told me to check it out, and he was right. It was uh, one of my favorite films. He had the director, Isa Lopez, on the show, and that's uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. It's a fantasy horror about homeless children on the streets of Mexico. And there's a hint of um, like magic in the presentation. It kind of feels like a Steven Spielberg-esque, but with horror. And even like maybe a little Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Um, I naturally love movies about like kids, like I said, about Summer 84, like kids grouping together. And Tigers Are Not Afraid is like a fantasy film, but it's also got like brutal realisticness to it. So I don't know what um, this one, I don't think this one's found distribution yet, but uh, it's playing in festival still and it should get out there on DVD eventually for people to watch. Yeah. I loved it too. I actually, I'm not sure why I didn't have my top six because it was one of my favorite movies of the year. And uh, I love the, the mix of, of real horror and the, the fantasy horror and the, and the, Mm-hmm. The idea of using um, your imagination to escape, you know, the realities of horror. Great movie. Yep. I Great movie, I know yeah. the. I know when I talked to the director, she said the ending is meant to to be taken, you know, a certain way. But I, I think it's kind of left up for me watching it, where you don't know if it is, you know, if it is supernatural or if this is in her head. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I I personally like. I do, I do too. I'm going to have to see this one too. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie. It should be in my top six now that you mentioned it. But uh, I don't know what I take out. Let's see. Number three for me is a movie I believe I only, I'm the only one who saw it. I loved it. I, and this might be blasphemy, but I actually like it better than the, the original version, the original one, which original one for me is really about the atmosphere and the music and the dreamlike feel of the movie, not so much the plot or other things in the movie, and that is uh, Suspiria. I thought Excellent. it was definitely one of the best remakes ever made. Uh, great movie. I hope that either the copy I did see of it was a screener, and it did take me out a little bit because it has like screener written like right in the middle over people's faces, so I hope to see it on the big screen. I think it will be a much better experience, and I saw it's actually coming up uh, uh, in Boston at several theaters, so I maybe across the country, so uh, oh, nice. out there with Definitely, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, I will say, I think the ending of Suspiria is a much better done, similar ending from Hereditary. But for me, it's a much better uh, finale. Hmm. Uh, I love this movie; it's great. There's and there's a lot of um, uh, like subplots in the movie. You know what 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 the movie's really about. This is a wonderful movie. Great. I can't wait to see that one either. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, works. I think as well. a horror, I think yeah, it works as all just a straight up horror movie. If you're watching it, and it also works, you know, something more. If you you know think about what you uh, the metaphors of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, my my number three, um, I saw this one due to the recommendation of you two fine gentlemen, and I wasn't let down in the least. I just I thought this movie was freaking cool as hell. And that was Mandy. Ah. So what? Uh, such a while. Honorable mentions? It was just like, 
just craziness, just like from beginning to end. Well, I mean, it doesn't start off like just as crazy, but as it progresses, like it's just, it just gets like just matter and matter. And I love Nicolas Cage in it. Like it's got great cameos too. And just all around, like just such a, just a crazy wild movie. I liked it a ton. Yeah, I know. Uh, for me, the the beginning works better uh, than than it did for Jason. He didn't like the the first half, but I like all the elements of the movie. I like the I like the slow pace, the beginning, and <laughs> yep. the weird atmosphere that's yeah, building. You get really uneasy at the beginning. Yeah, and I love the the um the strange you know demonic biker gang stuff. Oh yeah, and then there's. And then, like, basically right in the middle of the movie, kind of bridging the two parts of the film is with uh, Bill Duke, who's oh, like, great. yeah, and you could tell there's there's some history here, but you don't, it's not spelled out for you. And it's kind of like he's almost like the gatekeeper to just, you know, you know, OK, we're in sort of a reality here. But if <laughs> yep. you go forward from here, then it's just, you know, there's no turning back. And then the movie just, you know, goes bonkers. And oh, uh, yeah. there's weird things like you don't, you know, it doesn't even necessarily make sense and everything, but it's just this madness. And you're oh, totally yeah. sucked into it. It's a movie I wish I would have saw on the big screen because uh, the music is very pounding. And I think if you were like there, you'd really feel that and be immersed in the movie. And, uh, and then Nicolas Cage, now that he's old and crazy, he's making tremendous horror movies. Oh, he's the Mac Daddy now. I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to see more stuff from him. Yeah. The, the kind of like once you get past the first half, the second half of the movie is almost like what the cover of like an 80s heavy metal album would be if it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I did have a hard time with the beginning of the movie just because it's so desolate. But it, when you watch the whole thing, it plays off the second half of the movie so well. So mm. I can't complain about that. Yeah, it just and really between that, and, between that and mom and dad, Nick Cage had some good horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see that one. I haven't seen that one yet. So I loved that, it. That's on my yeah. list of stuff I, I must see. It's on my honorable mention because I, I, I loved it. Yeah, same here. So my number three was a movie that was made for only five hundred dollars that no one's probably seen but me. Um, <laughs> the actors. They're not the most realistic, and there's nothing visually outstanding about the movie, and the script itself is simple enough. But the best way I can describe why this movie made my top three is to compare it to Clerks. It has, like, wonderful dialogue and quirky characters you'll fall in love with. Um, It's not traditional horror, but it's about a ramekin baking dish that controls a girl after she moves into an apartment. Nice! And... uh, (laughs) the director, Cody Clark, is uh, he basically took an actress and a cheap baking dish and an apartment as a setting and $500, and he just wrote great dialogue and made an entertaining movie that I really liked. And I hope it gets out to people someday. Nice. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very intrigued now. Yeah, me too. So you guys bring the mysterious every now and then. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a fan of ramekins. I, I have a set uh, <laughs> upstairs with I always make a I make a mean brulee. I don't well, know. This is common knowledge, but I did not know. Did they ever yeah. talk to you? No, no not yet. Not yet. 
It's a lot of whiskey. Your arm gets very sore, like making a creme brulee, because it's whisking and whisking and more whisking. I was surprised I liked it too, because when when you start any movie, you can tell if you know it's not so professionally done. But Mm -hmm. some movies you just give a chance and they pay off. Well, it's good to hear, though. So my uh, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. As I said earlier. The top two movies. We're getting to the the hard stuff here. So now my number two is uh you know, I've talked about some stuff that uh like a really fun movies and Suspiria makes you think and all these things. And this is a movie that, that plays on another side of me and that's just brutality and <laughs> and, and, and gore and and killing and that is Terrifier. Oh, I love Terrifier. Yeah. It's uh, just this brutal movie. Some people say it doesn't have a plot. That doesn't really concern me. It was an awesome movie. Why he's there, why he's doing it, who knows? Who cares, really? Yep. It, it, was, uh, it was very well acted. Uh, Art the Clown, possibly the, the best clown in movies and a plethora oh of God, awesome yeah. killer clowns. Yep. He's fantastic. Without you know even speaking dialogue, his movements, his mannerisms. I think uh, both the girls uh, are, are great in the movie. It's got a it's got a nice uh, kind of like seventies feel to it. Uh, maybe seventies, early eighties kind of stuff. To me, it's like a slasher film that was not censored, so they could get it, do whatever they want. And I watched it. I loved it. It appeals to the gore hound in me, and that's Terrifier. Loved it too. I, I liked it even well. liked it more than you did, brother Clint. Mm-hmm. It has one of the best uh, scenes of cutting someone in half ever on film. <laughs> oh really? hell yeah, yep. They don't cut away from it. Nope, it's great. Excellent choice. My my number two. It, it's funny. Um, I was going to go one way or the other. And so I had one movie filled with gore and craziness and just a a wild, wild movie. And then the other one was just like a really neat um, ghost movie. And I kind of debated which way to go. But my number two ended up being Ghost Stories, which I I probably liked a lot more than you guys did. I liked it. I liked oh, it. I, I just saw it recently. Very well acted movie. Yeah, Freeman's great. Um, Martin Freeman. I, I just, I love that guy. I, he was, I don't know if that one where he's bringing the daughter in the zombie wasteland. Yeah, Cargo. Yeah, Cargo. that one I really, really dug too. But yeah, this too. movie really grabbed me. I, I just, I really liked everything about it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I liked all the wraparound stuff. Yep, yep. So that's my number two. My number two is uh, Ghost Stories. Yeah, that is a fine choice. Very good movie. I just finished that one today, actually. Oh, did you really? Yep. I did. I enjoyed it. What is your number oh, two? My number, my number two. Um, I, I may be the only one who just like, fell in love with this movie. But uh, to, for me, it works on two levels. It's both a, a slasher of sorts even though there's not really a high body count or anything, but it's also psychological horror. 
and I don't want to give anything away, but uh, Ghostland, which is also called Incident in Ghostland, I don't know if they renamed it or what, but um, at one point the film offers up two possible realities, and to me that's that's what made it so great. And as an audience, you have no idea which which way they're going to go, but luckily they went the way I wanted them to, and went back to the reality I liked the most. And I thought it was just outstanding. One of my favorite movies of the year. Wow, it's act, it's actually on my uh, honorable mention because I thought it was a great movie too. I, I don't know if, how many people get to see it because it was one that um, we get to see a trailer for from uh, Fright Fest, I believe. Oh, okay. Yes. It is is now available on Amazon though. People can check it oh, out. Oh, nice. Yeah, very very surprising movie. Like you said, the slasher yeah. stuff's cool, but the whole like the ending and everything is a uh, very well done. Very well done. I agree. It's kind of like another movie that's going to be on my honorable mention a little bit later. I just saw recently. Uh, I think I know what movie you're talking about. So uh, my number one, my my horror movie of the year, debated between Terrifier and this. Totally different movies. It's already been mentioned, but I think it's a masterpiece, and that is Mandy. Nice. Loved it. Yep. I cannot argue with you. And, uh, what is your honorable mention? Excellent. What is your I, number one, Terrible One? All right. My number one has also been mentioned because it was your number two, and that was Terrifier. Because I just, this was just such a refreshing, just jump right into it. Creepy ass clown. Oh, my God. And. It just really, really moved me, this movie. Like, just, I couldn't turn away. I just watched it. I just loved it. So that awesome. was that was my top dog. I liked it so much, I even drew Art the Clown. <laughs> Which yeah. is, uh, I believe, Jason got in the uh, Secret Satan. Yep, so that's pretty good. Cool. They won artwork for Troy from a long time, so I'm happy. Excellent. Uh, either of you guys watch All Hallows Eve, which also has Art the Clown in it? I have not. I yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch that. It's like an anthology one. It is. He's he's kind of in the wraparound, but it, it's it's the director's short films, and he kind of just wrote a wraparound for it and uh, turned it into a feature. But it, it's good. It's not as good as Terrifier, but uh, he, he's got a couple of good shorts in there that I like. Nice. I have to watch it. It's, it's a different actor playing Art the Clown. How do they compare? I, I like the original actor. I did, but it's a lot shorter, so he's. It's hard to compare them. Like the actor in Terrifier definitely got more leeway to do to do more because he's he's the primary actor in the movie. Mm-hmm. And what but is yeah, your number one? My number one has been mentioned as well. Uh, everyone's been going crazy over Bird Box, which is fine. But to me, A Quiet Place is like yep. Bird Box, very similar setup, but it's just much better. I don't so think great. I've seen a monster movie I've liked that much since probably The Thing back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, I know a lot of people had a problem with the ending. It was a little bit corny, and it was, but it didn't ruin the movie for me. And I'm a big John Krasinski fan from The Office, and he's a great writer and director and he dabbled in a few feature films before this but um i never expected him to do horror 
but no one expected Jordan Peele to do horror last year either, and he right. made Get Out, which was phenomenal. And um, I think they're they're both just good storytellers, and that that's what makes for good movies. And uh, this one just came out of the box and just blew me away. It's a um, five star horror for me. It's one my favorite film of the year. I can't can't argue with that one either. Love that movie. Uh, I loved it too. So it, it didn't quite make my top six, but I thought it was great. And... We're all in agreement. It's a really good movie. Yep. A lot of good movies this year. Yeah, there were. So let's get into some of these. What, what were some of the ones that you uh, didn't quite make your uh, list, but uh, you could? Well, for, for me, uh, some of them have been mentioned, like Mandy and Derelicts and Bloodfest, and those were all great. And there's a movie that's probably still in festivals right now that uh, should be available soon because it's very well done, and that's called Freak. Um, it's a horror movie that develops into something you don't quite expect. See. There's also uh, Revenge, which you can currently watch on Shudder, which is one of the best rape revenge movies I've seen. I, um, yeah, I love that one. I just watched that one recently. Yeah. I love that one, too. I thought it was great, too. I just got to see it at uh, Boston Underground Film Festival. Yeah, um, this one came out last year for us, but it didn't get released for like a wide audience till this year. And that's who's watching Oliver, which I was a big fan of. And Heard good things about it. Yeah, it's it's one that I would definitely recommend. And another one I'd want to mention, it came out last year too. I didn't get to watch it until this year, and it is a foreign, so that's the the eyes of my mother. Mm. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Film. Yeah, I like well, that one too. There's, there's others like uh, Primal Rage, which is a, a good Bigfoot horror, and mm-hmm. uh, Cam, which you can watch on Netflix. Those are both good. I agree. What about you, you guys? All right. Troy, do you want to go for I, it first? I think most of mine have been mentioned by everybody so far. Uh-huh. So I, I don't really have any that uh, that we haven't talked about. I had a few on there, and but either they've been on on people's uh, lists or, yeah, that's. Let's see here. I've mean? got, uh, all right. Well, I do have some that you, that you mentioned yourself, like Cam and uh, Primal Rage. Great, uh, great Bigfoot movie. Uh, some stuff that Troy mentioned. You had like Predator and Bloodfest. But for stuff that's not been mentioned yet, uh, Song of Solomon I really enjoyed this. I always thought there's no good uh, uh, possession movies. Uh, oh, yeah, I enjoyed that. I, too. I forgot yeah, that. but I, I like this one. That great gore effects that, again, didn't cut away. It's, uh, it's kind of over the top, kind of, but uh, I really dug it. Some really great performances. Uh, I really, uh, Song of Solomon, very good movie. Assassination Nation, which I think is, is very underrated uh, movie. Uh, I th- went in thinking I'd hate this movie, but it was one when uh, when Movie Pass was still working. I was like, "What the hell? I'll watch it." Uh, very surprised. I loved it. Uh, Mom and Dad with uh, Nicolas Cage and a great cameo at the end. Uh, the first Purge, which I thought was uh, the best of the Purge movies. Uh, Clickbait. Like yeah, Clickbait's one of my uh, favorite movies we saw at the festivals. By uh, not just because Sophia and Michael made it, but I really enjoyed the movie. It's probably my favorite comedy horror of the year. I really dug it. Uh, 
uh, Bring Me Your Dead. What was the name of it? We saw it. Boston Underground Film Festival. Uh, I'll take your dead. I'll take your dead. I'm sorry. I'll take your dead. Thought that was awesome. Upgrade, I thought was a very fun movie, very underrated movie. Uh, And uh, Doom Room, which I just saw recently. Uh, uh, I believe it comes out in January. So technically, probably a 2019 movie. But uh, that was a very surprising movie, Doom Room. Uh, uh, Very well made, very uh, uh, thoughtful movie that deals with uh, uh, real horror and trauma. And, and, you know, some movies you watch and you you think it's in reality, but maybe it's in their head. And this was reverse of that. It's clearly not reality, but how much of it is dealing with reality. So a really well-made movie. And people check that out. Doom Room. So there you go. I agree. I'll have a review of that soon. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Like I said, I th- technically might. Oh, there was one more. I forgot. I was saving this for last because it it could have been you would have been it would have made my list, but I'm I had to put in a rule that I normally hate people talking about. Like, oh, is this a horror movie or not? I think who cares? But I had to I had to uh, I had to think about this myself. I don't think it's a horror movie, even though Bigfoot's in it. But I loved it. It's one of my one of my favorite movies of the year. But I couldn't put it on my top horror movies list, and that is the man who killed Hitler, and then the Bigfoot. Oh, okay. I think it's a beautiful movie. I I agree. It's a beautiful beautiful film. Yeah, it's it's not really horror. It's just it's like a the all American drama, I guess. Yeah. There's there one go. movie I've been seeing um, the trailer for, but uh, I don't know if it's available anywhere yet. And it's called Possum. Oh yeah, have you oh, guys seen see that. it? Oh, how was it? Yeah, because it really looks yeah. interesting to me. It took me a little while to get into it, but it's actually a really good movie. Is um, it? A lot of people, yeah, it screened in uh, London, and a lot of people. Thought it was the best there. I, I liked it. It wasn't one of my favorite of the year, but it's definitely good. Okay. Yeah, I have to check that one out whenever I can find it somewhere. Because whenever I, I've seen the trailer on like a bunch of other movies, and uh, I just can't find it anywhere. Well, there's a great review of it on withoutyourhead.com. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> There is indeed. And there was a lot of cool shorts we saw, but keeping these to features. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was some people say, you know, oh, there's no good horror movies out there, but there's a lot of good horror movies out there. Sometimes you just got to look for them. Yep. Yeah, it's like anything. Right. You just got to make through some stuff. It was like 2018 did better than 2017, which is really good for horror. Yeah. 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 The rise of horror here. It's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Makes us all happy. It does. It does indeed. All right. Anything else you'd like to say about the year of 2018? I'd, uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs, a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, bad things personally. Uh, our uncle died, our grandmother died. Uh, but also a lot of, um, you know, show wise, a lot of uh, great things happened this year. I thought it was uh, great interviews. 
Uh, Jason's uh, really become part of uh, the website and the show here. Great. Uh, not only, you know, it's fun to read his reviews, but they've really helped the website and they've gotten out there. They've popped up on like uh, some movie posters and have people, you know, sharing it on, uh, you know, the people involved in movies and fans sharing it. And it helps the site. It's uh, good to have you as part of the show, Mr. Minton. Absolutely. And you're not, you're not as uh, shy anymore. So you get, you could come on and talk every once in a while. That's always nice. Well, having me on for a year and recap made sense, and it was an honor for you guys to invite me. So right, that is why I'm here. Chris Kane is very cool. That was part of the show, doing our, uh, bringing us the news. Mm-hmm. Wish him well in 2019. Uh, the festivals. I'm really glad I started doing the festivals, and I'm glad Jason went to some because I thought I, he was kind of on the fence. I think, but I think he realized once he started going with me, they're they're really uh, a good time. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun. Much yeah. better than horror conditions for me. I like, I like I watching agree. movies. So. Yeah, I think that's a better fit for us. Uh, I mean, nothing against the festivals, but uh, to get like the interviews, it's almost like we're in the way of what they're there for. But the festivals, everyone wants wants to talk because they want to get the you know talk about their movies. Mm. Yeah, and the festivals are very nice to us. Yeah, uh, Boston Underground Festival. I'm really looking forward to uh, go. Hopefully, I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right by March to, uh, to attend that. Hopefully, if they ever schedule my uh, <laughs> surgery. But yeah, great, great, great year. Some amazing guests here on the show. Um, I hate to even name them all because it's like there's so many levels. It's it's really um, a nice feeling for me to have independent artists on the show. It makes me feel like we're doing some good here and getting uh word of the mouth out about you know um, about their movies that's awesome and plus they're genuinely interesting to talk to and then having people on that group watching like uh don coscarelli phantasm one of my favorite movies one of the most influential movies is being a horror fan uh joe bob briggs being on the show um Ah, there's so many there's so many uh you know uh william lustig on the show oh yeah bill sacks coming on Who's that? Bill Duke. Yeah, Bill Duke being on the show. Michael St. Michael from the Greasy Strangler coming back on the show. Hell uh, yeah. Michael Ironside, you know, awesome. Mm. Tommy Wallace, man, who made Halloween 3, something you know, I'd sing the song ever since I was a little kid. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it's been a wild great year. year. As yeah. far as the show, they've been fabulous. Mm-hmm. And look forward to doing uh, to doing more shows here in the future. Damn right. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get Mister Bitten on uh, more often. But it's mm. always special when he's on. It's it's kind of cool. It's like we'll keep, we'll he's that special. extra special guest star. You know. All right. All right. Uh-huh. Secret Satan was a lot well, of fun. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And- Wish everybody continued success, good health, and fun times. So 2019, I start my third year of watching movies without your head. Nice. Thank you. To keep myself inspired, I've challenged the director of Quickbait, Michael Epstein, to see who can watch more movies in 2019. Hot damn. 
he posted that he's watched like 418 movies, and I'm like, yeah, I've probably seen more than that. So, like I this weekend, happy keeps track. Of it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> We're gonna see who's watched more next year. All right, you're keeping a tally. Think- yeah, I yep. should probably, I should, I probably won't win, but I should get on this too. I think just. I was gonna say, I think Neil should get in on this. I know I wouldn't win. Download the app and log it when you watch a movie. All right. I'd be like, hey, I watched 40 movies. And you guys would be like, yeah, we watched that uh, this month. But okay. <laughs> Maybe it'll make you feel like a, a loser and like you'll you'll start working harder. That's true. <laughs> it's like, you sons of bitches. Now I'm going to quit my job and just watch movies. Yeah. Man, I'm a loser. I don't sit around watching movies all day. <laughs> so in this corner... We have Michael, the movie machine, Epstein. <laughs> nice. I'll have to do a tale of the tape, you know. We have Jason, review written mitten. Nice. Let's I get like it, like it down. Yeah. It's it's a fair fire. Right? Michael's like five seven, thirty five pounds. Most of that hair. Uh huh. Yeah, he is a very mm-hmm. He's like a, a vegan who doesn't eat meat, so he doesn't have that meat muscle. Yeah, I'm like those vegans who eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're just liars. So when I destroy him, I can feel good about myself. Right. Well, I don't yeah. think this is an actual fist fight. So it's a battle of watching. It's not like an actual fist fight. I That'd know, be still, if we start. You just you just show up and just start like beating them up. I wouldn't do that. I know he's a good dude. I yeah. I watch a movie today. I watch a class of nineteen eighty four. Vlog it. I'll have to go log it. I don't know if I want to watch anything else in the last few days. Might have. I don't know. I'm going to go log this. Where? What is this thing again now? Maybe people can play along at home. The, you know, the home of the home version. It is called Letterboxd. It's very easy to log movies. It only takes a few seconds. Just log that you watched it. Keeps a diary for you. All right. By the way, I also want to say uh, we have a we have our first ever 2019 calendar and it, it'll be uh shipping out next week it's limited to 25 um many are already spoken for i think we only have about 12 left or so so <laughs> if you want one you got to get on this so uh message me it's only ten dollars plus shipping three dollars in the states a little more in canada and, and i get to look but i think it's going to be about twelve dollars to ship to england and so just uh, message me at without your head at gmail.com or on facebook and I will reserve you one or two, however you want. And if everybody digs them, then we'll we'll start doing this every year. We'll we'll come up with a you know a cool concept for the year and mm-hmm. keep cranking out some uh, calendars for everybody. Yeah, and it's much it's much better than Troy, Neil, and I doing like sexy poses. It's actually got like movie monsters. It's, uh, monsters in it. Yeah, B movie monsters. 
Now I think we'll sell more now that you've like made that admission. <laughs> Maybe 2020. So the and if, if you want, yeah, we can sign them as well, Troy and I. Uh, and if, if you meet Jason or if you want to send him your your thing and include uh, do they still have self addressed stamped envelopes or I uh, probably it's easy just the walls? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And uh, Jason will sign it too if you if you like. Sure, bring it by. Yeah. All right. So I had a good time here, fellows. Fellas. As did I. I enjoyed recapping everything with you guys. Thanks for inviting yeah. me. And you guys, uh, like, oh. put me, like, I, I now need to watch, like, another 6,000 movies. Exactly. Get to work, boy. And a big uh, congratulations out there to uh, one of our favorites who I talked to earlier and he's going to uh, be more part of the show going into the into this year and that is the, the chainsaw big bob elmore who today got married nice good for bob that's awesome. great just the one of the yeah. nicest people i've i've ever talked to i just i love bob i wish him nothing but the best exactly man so yep He'll be back on the show here in 2000. Uh, we'll find a, maybe he'll be bringing the weather again. I hope so. Figured all <laughs> out. All right. I was happy earlier today, Troy. Now, let's put this out there. This I'm a, a big fan of these blind box packages where, you know, you can get different figures, all different kinds of, and oh, yeah. my personal favorite of these are uh, loyal subjects who make amazing masters. They make a lot of things I really like. They make amazing masters of the universe ones. Those are the first ones I got into. Tremendous. Uh, they make really cool Thundercats ones. And are then the this movable year, ones? Do they have yeah, the movable? Yeah. All right. They're great. Tons yeah. Of, uh, yeah, tons of points of articulation. Yep. And so now they have uh, horror and also have WWE ones, which I've not seen anywhere. But I love them. And so today... I was happy to find them in a store, uh, Toy Biz, I believe the name of it, Dartmouth Mall. Give them a plug. Great mm-hmm. place. Tremendous prices on stuff. And so I was very lucky. I opened up, and I believe it's the rarest one, one out of 48 packs. And I got the Pennywise, the spider, when he turned out at the end of the first movie. I was like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's totally badass. Mm-hmm. Very nice. well done. Very excited about this. So very sweet. All right. So well, thanks all of you listening. Thank you, fine gentlemen. It's been my pleasure. Been my pleasure as well. Excellent. Hopefully, I'll I'll, I'll live through my surgery. And we'll keep <laughs> you show. better, you bastard. We don't want like you know. Can't be this, this I'm put, on us. I'm gonna give some advice out there. If you're getting types of surgery. Don't look it up on the internet. <laughs> Definitely don't watch videos. Don't just stay away from videos of it. It's the bad decision. I, I've made bad decisions. That was the bad decision. Don't Ignorance watch videos. Is bliss sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will be losing my belly button. It's very weird. But it's I'll be kind of neat, though. Yeah. So I'll have no belly button and I'll be part pig or cow. It. It might like 
you might get some cool like movie roles for that. True. True. Well, well, Mike, Michael Epstein and I are we're going to make a documentary about my belly button. That's pretty cool. No. <laughs> no. Neil's uh, navel is that what it's called? Or <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> right. And uh, and in, in March, I don't think I could say this. I know there's another movie uh, I've, uh, I'm going to be in, but I don't think I can mention that yet. But uh, I think I can say this. I think he posts on Facebook in March. Um, he's writing a role for me in mind. And his in uh, his and Sophia's new movie, so that's very exciting. We filming that uh, in the Boston in March. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that. It's very and, cool. Uh, one one downside mm-hmm. of this surgery, though, now that you're going to be part pig or cow, that means that if we need to eat somebody, you're you're going first. Oh, that's true, Neil. That makes you mm-hmm. a lot more appealing. Yeah. Well. Well, I also be a cannibal now, like if I eat bacon or if I eat a steak or a burger or something. That's true. You might get mad cow disease. Yeah. So this, so they're putting a mesh. Uh, what they're doing for people who who cares. So I've got muscle skin on the incisions from my surgery two years ago. We're going on three years ago now. And um, so to fix these, they have to do what's called a separate separation component or component separation surgery and what they do is they're going to cut me open on the middle of my stomach they're going to take the um the muscle wall and they're going to like fillet it and spread it out like an asian fan so it makes my muscle larger but then and then uh then they're going to cover that in a mesh made out of uh, a pig or or cow and then sew me back up and I'm going to have these drains in me that are like taps, like in a beer keg on my stomach. So I'm multiple drains that I can like, you know, screw and and all the, all the goop inside me that will, will, will come out of these taps and maybe someone can shoot them. I don't know. And so, uh, so that'll be all the stuff. And then, uh, then all of that hopefully will all heal and become part of my body and the pig or the cow will actually uh, become part of me, and will will grow blood working blood vessels in in my in my belly. It's very crazy to think about. Uh, normally, they put in like a, a synthetic mesh, which I believe Troy had for his, but this this one will actually grow into me and be part of me. It's, science is madness. So I think I'm going to be one of those creatures that Alex Jones used to read about. <laughs> 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 part what pig, part things? human, part cow, part human, part gorilla, part human. <laughs> Choice is not his surgery. He's doing well. You got yep. this. Yep. No worries. You, you'll, you'll be better for it, Chief. Yeah. Dan Yeager, who played uh, played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, he suggested I ask if I can save the belly button and frame it. Ooh, interesting. If, if if that happens, you guys better get in on Secret State next year. That <laughs> <one>. <laughs> no. what what if you're man. You can bag and sell your drainage. <laughs> I guess you will be man bear pay or man. Cow pig now, 
<laughs> exactly. Which I do have actually in uh, Phone Destroyer. <laughs> I uh, it. Right. You'll be like the coolest lycanthrope ever, though. That's true. true. So if you if you want to make me feel better and send me gifts, uh, I have no shame. Send them to uh, Neil Jones, Two Campbell Street, Sandwich <laughs> Mass, thirty five sixty. You have Alex. a hat on its way. Oh, cool! You have something coming your way as well. I'm not telling you what it is. No. Oh, oh, guilt. Uh, I think you'll like it. Hot stuff. <laughs> it better not be, better not be your drainage. <laughs> no, that hasn't happened yet. Now, this has never been a part of me. But, <laughs> but I unfortunately do have to cancel um, Charlotte Mad Monster Party. Uh, they told me I could put postpone the surgery and do it when I come back, but I really want to get this over with. I don't want to put it off for a month and then, and then you know, do you know, I come back and then I miss uh, Boston Grand film. It's uh, I'd rather get it over with, even if uh, there'll be more of uh, conventions, maybe we'll do Arizona or we'll definitely do um, Mad Monster next year. So, but yeah, I am sorry for anyone. Understandable. Who yeah. yeah. Get healthy chief before you worry about anything else. All right. Yeah. You don't need that on your mind any longer than you have to have it. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I remember when I went to get the uh, the reverse surgery when I had a colostomy bag. He was like, "Well, if you know, if you want to put it off till like you know the the winter, and if you want to just enjoy your summer." And I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm enjoying my summer with a bag of you know my feces on my butt." <laughs> oh yeah, 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 it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, you but made no, it through that. No. You can make it through yeah. anything. Uh, well, yeah, my my uh, first surgery was was much worse when it was uh, you know it was life or death. But uh, this one should be fun. You know, though, I have to say for people out there, when you do look up stuff, you have to learn wor- what words mean because I I I look I saw there's like a morbidity rate of like ten percent. I was like, holy shit, ten percent of people die from this. I'm thinking morbid death. Morbidity rate is like death rate. That's mortality rate. Morbidity rate just means that there could be complications. So I'm thinking, ah, only only one out of ten have complications. That's not so bad. One out of ten die. That's a lot. Yeah, ten percent dying isn't so good. Yeah, so they need a better word because morbidity rate sounds like death to me. Doesn't sound like hey, something like that. Yeah. Alright, so then just people out there. Also, don't use WebMD. It says, like, you know, you got a, I've got like a pain in my elbow that means you're, you're dying, you've got cancer. It's always cancer. <laughs> yeah. Everything on WebMD, it's just like six degrees of cancer. So just stay away from that site. <laughs> yep. Let's that's just something to terrify everybody. Uh-huh. Don't use WebMD. Don't watch House. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch Death House. <laughs> Death House has a very high morbidity rate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is Nasty Neil. This is Terrible Drunk. This, this is the Headless Critic. And this was without your head. 
Day. 